wrestling fans and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. For the next 2 hours, we will bring you the latest pro wrestling news, in-depth analysis of all your favorite promotions from across the globe and much much more. We will also bring you exclusive interviews with the greatest professional wrestling personalities on the local, national, and international levels. If you want to follow the Wrestle Talk podcast, check us out online at www.wrestletalkpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. And now, it's time for the reigning, defending, undisputed leader in pro wrestling podcast, the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Of course, we have yeah. to do this all over again, knowing full well that I didn't have the microphone on. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to this. I'll go high on the Russell's Talk podcast. Uh, we're grateful that each and every one of you joins us this evening here on the program. We got a lot of great wrestling news. We got a lot of great guests that are going to be on the program. If you have questions, you have comments for our guests, make it a point to share us our information right here on the Facebook Messenger. Make sure you send it on the chat so we can make sure we get you included on the show. Uh, already got some people here joining us from Topeka, Kansas. we got some others joining us later on this evening at 7.30. We're going to be joined by the promoter of SICW, Herb Simmons. And at 8.15, we're going to be joined by another longtime friend of the WrestleTalk podcast, Tom Simon is going to be joining us here on the program. It's going to be a great show here tonight. And, of course, you just saw him a moment ago making sure that I was doing what I needed to do. Big Sexy Chris Rodell. Chris, how are you doing? And I got to tell you, it's great <laughs> that you came on the air. Otherwise, I would have had a lot of problems. I was gonna, I'm going on my I'm like I can't unmute his mic because he's the one that I'm not on the I'm not in the stream yet so I'm like okay well let's we'll we'll just do this and hopefully it'll, hopefully it'll get the hint so it's well, okay though. it's okay though I mean we've only been dealing with two years of Zoom but I'd still do it whenever I talk to people on Zoom too so that I mean, is true that is true Chris and like I said tonight's going to be a great show you know this is almost going to be kind of like a I almost want to say like a family reunion for us because, I mean, again, we know both of our guests for many, many years in the world of professional wrestling. And it's going to be a great opportunity to have Herb Simmons here on the program at 730. I mean, the man has been around professional wrestling, and this is going to be out there. But he has been around professional wrestling for over four decades. I mean, think about it. There's not a lot of professional wrestling personalities that can say they've been around professional wrestling as long as Herb Simmons have. And Herb Simmons is going to bring a lot of great information to the program here tonight. Also at 815, we're going to have another man who's been around professional wrestling for many, 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 many years. That being Tom Simon. I mean, I'll tell you this, Chris. We've been around pro wrestling a long time. And thank you, uh, Lumberjack Andy, for uh, joining us here on the show this evening. You got to admit, we've been around a long time. But these guys have been around pro wrestling even longer than we have. And having the opportunity to bring them to the WrestleTalk podcast and all of our great viewers here this evening is going to be a great show. Now, Chris. And just just a hint for all the ones that come up with this uh, Facebook user thing. Um, apparently, if you go back in there and you request permissions to 
post your post the name. We'll get we'll give you be able to give you credit on who is checking in with us this evening. So so just go in and make sure that your permissions are on to to post comments and uh, show show the name. So that was a trick that Renee taught me. So that is true. That is true. And like I said, the night owl will hopefully be joining us later on this evening. I mean, again, he is all around the world. He's taking care of some Russell thought business here this evening. We, and the, the, the name of the episode is Vegas bound. That is because, true because, because little, next next week you and the night owl are going to tear up Vegas. I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, hang around Vegas at the at the uh, Cauliflower Hotel. Hotel. Very true, Cauliflower Alley Club. Um, we'll talk. You know, we'll, be, we'll talk to both Herb and Tom about CAC because they're because Herb is a. Um, Herb's a life member. Tom is a life member as well. And also, now that we've got it done here, ladies and gentlemen, I got to welcome Drew Chandler back here on the program. Right, say so he's he's che- he's checking in with us from the great bustling metropolis that is Topeka, Kansas. As I think, believe he said earlier on, Assad joining us as well from the beautiful beaches of Topeka, Kansas. That's one thing I got to be able to wait. Whoa, whoa, experience. whoa, whoa, whoa! There are there are beaches in Topeka, Kansas. Yes. Where? In Topeka, Kansas. Okay, but where? No, never mind. Okay, well, we, we shall we shall move on. We shall move on. Uh, so you know we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the sponsors. So Luke, I'm gonna go ahead and throw these up here. We'll get things started tonight because we got a lot of great talk to do. Got some great things to talk about at CAC. We'll have a FWWC segment later on. Hopefully, we'll have snippets of truth with a uh, Big Daddy P and uh, two great guests and a whole lot of wrestling talk. So. Uh, most definitely, Chris. Let's go ahead and throw those sponsors up here without who the WrestleTalk podcast does not function in every week. Royal Mills Transportation. If you ever need transportation and you're in the KC area, make it a point to check out Royal Mills Transportation. Rathbun Engraving, as you saw earlier on, they're the ones that are responsible for those great WrestleTalk podcast mugs. For more information, you can go ahead and check with any member of the WrestleTalk podcast. Noble Men's Barber Lounge, Kansas City. Ask it a point. Check out for Pete the Barber, Kincaid Arcade at the Oak Park Mall, everything combat with UFC Hall of Famer Pat Militich and our good friend Jay Hollywood, Jeffrey Wilson, Interstate 70 Sports Media with our Russell Top Podcast compatriot, the maestro Jeremy Carp, Little Popeye Designs. They're the ones behind that great brand new Russell Top Podcast tumbler, which you can purchase for your very own. And of course, we would be remiss without the FWWC, the world's premier fantasy wrestling group. All those great sponsors. And you know what, Chris? Not only do we have to make sure we acknowledge the great sponsors, we also got to acknowledge the great viewers as well. We've had a lot of people already checking in tonight. I know we're going to have more and more as the night goes on. Uh, Aaron, nice to see you back again this week. I'm going to tell you right now, guys, this week is going to be an outstanding program. And it's not just because you have Chris and I on the program, but you've got a wealth of knowledge. <clears throat> Pardon me this evening. You got a lot of wealth of professional wrestling knowledge. I mean, if you do the mathematics here, you're looking between the four people that are going to be on this program tonight of nearly 150 years of professional wrestling experience. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be a great show. Thank you, Christopher Miles. I know it's we're getting close to hockey season, and I'm not going to fib to you. I have my brand new jersey ordered. No, it is not a St. Louis Blues jersey. He's a Colorado fan. Oh no, Chris. Oh, no, did no, you? No, 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 no. I'm starting to go back like I was many, many years ago. I'm a a connoisseur of the rest of of, of the Russell Talk podcast. I am the jersey connoisseur. I know Renee likes to hold that as his. No, no. Okay, okay, right now, okay. I I have. I would say right now, probably pushing a dozen. 
professional hockey team jerseys, not just here in the United States. And I'm going to tell you right now that that um, library, that wardrobe keeps increasing all the time. And I get to okay, you right but now. I know, but I know you don't you don't have more jerseys than Christopher Miles does. So um, I got to say nicely, Christopher Miles being on the program last week. I don't think anybody has more hockey jerseys than Christopher Miles. <laughs> really Here we go, a dozen amateur. Christopher, how many how many jerseys do you have? I'm just, We're gonna probably see some total like sixty or seventy. Well, I don't think it's, I don't think it's that high, um, but it, it, it's a it's a it's a it's a pretty good it's a pretty good number. So that is true. Um, I always I gotta say he's always. I believe he, I actually believe he has that jer- the same jersey that you're wearing. Not oh, I gotta say one of the cool jerseys that he's okay. Had maybe that, I told you, okay. I told you between sixty and seventy, it was right in the middle, Chris. But you know something, I gotta say. Christopher Miles did have the last one of the last times I saw him. He did have a really cool retro St. Louis Blues jersey, and I'm not a huge Blues fan. I'm representing him tonight, but I can tell you right now that jersey was really, really cool to have a throwback jersey of the St. Louis Blues. And it's going to be a it's going to be a great conversation as we go all night long here. And, and again, uh, thank you, uh, Aaron, for bringing that up as well. We might be, have to be talking about that very, very soon. Now, you know something, Chris? Each and every week when we have the Russell Talk Podcast. We always pay homage to the greatest country in the world. But tonight, for all of our great viewers, we will not be serenaded by Carl Lewis. We will not be serenaded by even Roseanne. Ladies and gentlemen of the Russell Talk Podcast, tonight, in honor of our guest, in honor of this episode being Vegas-bound and talking about the CAC, the Cauliflower Alley Club reunion, which will be taking place next play, next week in Las Vegas, Nevada, I figured it only fitting that we have a special guest performer of tonight's National Anthem. <coughs> so at this point in time, ladies and gentlemen, I do ask that you please remove your hats, place your hands over your heart, and Chris, go ahead and get our flag ready. As we pay homage to the greatest country in the world. Singing of our national anthem. Oh, can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hail at the twilight's last gleaming, whose bright and bright stars through the perilous fight for the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming Gentlemen, again, as we know, we're here. We're going to make a point to to have a very special rendition of our national anthem here this evening in honor of tonight's episode being 
uh, kind of a uh, preview of the Cauliflower Alley Club reunion this coming weekend. And and Chris, I would be remiss again. I know I've said this before, but you got to post that last comment that just came in right at the end of the national anthem. Drew, I got to tell you, that's one of those where I've heard that. I, I have not found a um, a good quality copy of that yet. But, but like I said, it's one of those. If it's out there, I know that the media team of the Wrestle Talk podcast will find that. Now, now, Chris, I got to tell you, tonight's going to be a great show. But there's a lot of things going on in the world of professional wrestling. We had our meeting earlier on this afternoon. We had many, many questions. We had many, many things to talk about in the world of professional wrestling. So at this point, what we're going to do here, we're almost we're going to have Herb Simmons here in about 15 minutes. But before we have Herb Simmons here on the program tonight. Let's go ahead and get things ready, get things kicked off here tonight on this episode of the Russell Talk Podcast with a segment that we like to call High Spots. Nope. Oh, you almost you almost got a Yeah. All right, all right. Russell Talk Podcast. DJ Money. All right, ladies and gentlemen, DJ Money bringing us into the High Spot segment. And I got to tell you, Chris, that introduction, that intro to High Spots definitely gets me fired up for the world of professional wrestling and all the wrestling talk that we do each and every week right here on the program. If you get an opportunity, if you're in the greater Georgia area, if you're in the great southeast, make it a point to check out DJ Money when he steps inside, inside the famed squared circle whenever he competes and also make it a point too. I know that DJ money is affiliated with fighting for autism. Make it a point to check them out as well. A uh, great organization. I know dynamo pro and several other professional wrestling organizations throughout the country have been affiliated with fighting for autism. Now, Chris, we got a lot to talk about. There's a lot of things that have been happening here. I'm not going to fib. I think we would say we could probably go back all the way to after the show concluded last Tuesday night. There's a lot of things that have happened in the world of professional wrestling. And I think the only way to do it, we put them all into the, into the randomizer. And like I say, we're going to find out which one pops up here first. Well, I, th- I think we're going to talk about the thing that happened probably during the show last week. Uh, the, the NXT rebrand, uh, the, after a year I'm watching, it's on, it's on the monitor behind me. Uh, the graphics are the new logo, but they're still kind of using the NXT 2.0 graphics in intermittently. So, Chris, um, I'm going to tell you right now, here's my view. And again, I think this is going to be the most quiet response you've heard from me in a while. I've been waiting for this, like a lot of wrestling fans, for over a year. The NXT logo, as silly as it sounds, that NXT, the black and gold brand, has been the staple of professional wrestling. And I got to tell you, it's almost like it's the torchbearer. It is the leader. This sounds strange, but is at times the leader of the WWE. 
And to be back to where we are, almost back to what it looked like, I mean, we can get a little bit, a little bit more cutting edge with the logo. That's great and well and good. But I got to tell you, well, going back, uh, apparently, apparently, from what I'm reading, um, because I saw it in the background, I couldn't tell because I don't have my sound on. Um, apparently, the belt was handed back to Carmelo Hayes. Let's see. Earlier today, Melo shows up, asks someone to see him. Solo walks in, arguing until Sean shuts him down. Solo competed in a match he wasn't supposed to be in, and results can't stand. He asked Solo to hand the title back over the title and says he's done done it and it sucks. So apparently in Halloween Havoc for NXT, it's going to be um, there's going to be a ladder match for the North American Championship. And there's not it's not no. just gonna be it's not just gonna be solo and Carmelo. It's apparently there's gonna be other people that can possibly uh uh Chris, I'm going to put it simple. We've been having it here in the messages. I want you to throw it up here. This right here just aggravates me. And you know which message I'm talking about here. This right now, I'm not even going to talk about the logo on this one. This to me, Solo Sokoa came out there. He wrestled. Carmelo Hayes accepted the match. Carmelo Hayes lost the match. Solo Sokoa should be the NXT North American champion. And now that you're going to have to put countless wrestlers in a ladder match for it, I think, honestly, my gut opinion is doesn't need to be that way. Right now, to me, Solo Sokoa should be the NXT North American champion. Now that I've gotten my views out here, Chris, let's get your views one year later. NXT kind of going back to the way they were. Uh, yeah, I, I mean... Yeah, it's the Triple H. I mean, you could kind of tell it was probably going to go this way once Triple H took over and creative and and stuff like that. And Sean, Sean, Sean was just run, running the, the play he was given. I mean, he was told by Vince to go this way, so now he's got to go this way, and now he's got to go this way. So I think it'll be good. I mean. NXT ladder matches never disappoint. So, I mean, that is true. Right. And, and Chris, I got to tell you right now, though, now that we're in a situation where you have Shawn Michaels, Triple H, among others, basically running NXT, kind of steering the ship, are we going to have some things that aren't we aren't necessarily going to like? Yeah, I would agree with the, the viewers of the podcast. I would agree with the viewers of the WWE. Right. When it comes down to it, we're starting to see at least somewhat, not all together, because we've had years of just mediocrity. But now we're to a point of where we're finally trying to right the ship that is NXT, right the process that is the WWE. And I'm going to tell you right now, Chris, it seems like every time we take about three or four steps forward, we take Honestly, we take about two or three back. And there's another question here we're going to talk about later, which all the gains that the WWE has made, in my opinion, we're going to talk about this question a little bit later in high spots. I think all the positive gains have taken place with our one of our high spots questions we may talk about this evening. It takes it in the completely different direction. So, so before we get to the, I know, I think I know which one you're talking about. Let's talk about tomorrow night, uh, AEW Grand Slam. Uh, Who's going? Who's going to come out victorious in the AEW World Title Tournament of Champions at Grand Slam tomorrow night? John Moxley or Brian Danielson? Hmm. Personally, it's kind of a fifty-fifty toss-up. 
But the way John Moxley has become a locker room leader is a is that term gets thrown out loosely. Uh, I think I, I I just yeah. Chris, I got to tell you right now, when it comes down to it, John Moxley has probably been one of the foundational pieces of AEW since honestly before the pandemic. I mean, here's a guy who went through, dealt with some problems outside of the world of professional wrestling and came back in, in great shape and a clearer mind. And he said a leader of, of the AEW roster. But you got to look at it too. Brian Danielson has also been in the same situation. And I'm going to tell you right now, here's my view. And I'm just going to call it how I see it. I agree right here with what's on the screen. Tomorrow night, Brian Danielson finally becomes the AEW <coughs> World Heavyweight Champion. He wasn't able to defeat Hangman Adam Page. We're now to a point. The end result is going to be, I believe, tomorrow night at Grand Slam, Brian Danielson becomes the new AEW World Heavyweight Champion. And I can say it either way. I mean, both both men are deserving. Um, I think Moxley, just because of the being a, being being someone that's been more vocal in the locker room, but then again, Daniel Brian Danielson has been a uh, vocal in the locker room. So it's it's. <laughs> I don't really know if you can say anything, but it's going to be a great match. No matter what, it's going to be a great match. One word. Ow. Yeah. It's going to hurt. Yeah. That's one of the things you, you, you don't, you don't lack in a Brian Danielson match. You don't lack in a John Moxley match. You're going to see a lot of hard hitting action. And I'm going to tell you, this is what grand slam is there. Now we have somebody bring it up and thank you, Robert, for bringing up your comment here talking about, the man of the hour, so to speak, MJF. I'm going to tell you right now, from what I've read, from what I've seen, could MJF be AEW world champion? Yes. Do I see it happening tomorrow night? No. To me, it's one of those idea of where I would say this, and I'm just going to put it this way. My prediction is before 2022 is over, MJF has that world title. But I do not believe it will be tomorrow night. So is the, so. Remind me: is the casino chip similar to the Money in the Bank match where they can cash it at any time, or do you they have to like announce it ahead of time? I, I don't. Rem, I don't remember these things very often. I believe the AEW is it has to be given notice, kind of like when John Cena cashed in his Money in the Bank briefcase and he gave a week's notice. I think the Casino Royale has to declare what their intentions. They can't do it from a from the anytime anywhere perspective. Okay, that's that's fine. I, I have no I have no problem with that. I, I just didn't know for sure what the rule was on that because I, I get I get them confused all the time. So, okay, Chris, you you've now given me another perfect segue. Bring it up. I want to talk about it right now. This is one of those rare instances that I'm fired up about a high spots question. You know which one I'm talking about. Let's not delay it any farther. Let's bring it. If this isn't the right one, let me know. Um, I'm not. I, I can't read oh, your no, mind. You know exactly which one I'm talking about. There you go. And I'm going to put it simple. No, 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 no. I've heard everything that's been brought forward, and I know this may. Not endear me with the Wrestle Talk podcast family, 
but I'm just going to call it out there. When you have people like Dave LaGreca and countless other individuals who have said that the only reason why Logan Paul was in the situation is because of his social media followers. That is the only reason why he's in this matchup. And I'm going to tell you right now, if I'm not mistaken, this will be his third match. How yes. can you justify someone in their third match wrestling arguably one of the most dominant world champions in the history of the WWE? And I'm going to tell you right now, athleticism, yeah, you can like, and I'm going to throw this out there, you can liken Logan Paul to a Paul McAfee in athletic ability. Pat McAfee? Yeah. I mean, you you got to admit, McAfee has got talent. He's got ability. He's got athletics. The man right now is at least on the ballot for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I just noticed that today, that Pat McAfee is on the list of considerees for the NFL Hall of Fame. But I'm going to tell you right now, this is a matchup that makes me not want to buy Crown Jewel. This does not make me want to turn into Peacock and watch Crown Jewel. There are a lot of wrestlers in the WWE who have paid their dues, who've put their time in the world of professional wrestling. And I'm going to tell you right now, to me, there are countless wrestlers that deserve the opportunity. To me, I would look at it wrestlers like Matt Riddle, I believe deserves an opportunity before Logan Paul. I think Seth Rollins deserves an, an opportunity before Logan Paul. I think Kevin Owens deserves an opportunity before Logan Paul. I'm going to tell you right now, even the honorary Oos, Sami Zayn, a member of the bloodline, deserves more of an opportunity. To Man, go you're fi you're fired up. More than Logan Paul. And I'm going to tell you right now, this matchup right now at Crown Jewel is simple. I do not want to see these two together. I do not want to see it. It's going to be a great matchup. They're both athletic. But when it comes down to it, Logan Paul at three matches should not be vying for the world heavyweight title. And that's my stand. Oh, you're fired. You're fired up here, Luke, aren't you? Told you I would be tonight. <laughs> so you, you got some you got someone behind you that says preach so yeah, i mean chris i'm gonna ask your you thoughts. you want you want to keep going on your you want to keep going on your silk bot i mean we can no, all admit i'm good i'm good for now i gotta okay. get calm down i gotta get relaxed because we got two great guests coming on here next first guest is going to be on about five minutes so i need to get myself calm back down get myself respectable get myself proper get myself ready for the great interview with with pro wrestling's Herb Simmons in just a few, I want your thoughts. Roman Reigns, Logan Paul, you know mine. Where do you stand? Oh, I know, I know, I, I I feel what you're feeling right now. I mean, I I mean, I mean, I'm torn about the Logan Paul thing. I just I don't I don't know. I I just he's 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 good, but. I don't know. Does it does it deserve the main event of pay per view? I don't. I don't know. I'm I'm torn. I'm torn on the subject though. You just threw another one out there, Chris. Given his running track record, why don't you give the MP the MVP of Monday Night Raw the Miz an opportunity to deserve an opportunity before Logan Paul? And I and I agree with you, Drew. Everybody in on on in, in the media has been talking about it. It's social media followers, and I get it. I really, really do. But when it comes down to it, is that what the WWE championship has come to? I'm one of those, and I'll say it flat out. 
Everybody talks about sports entertainment. I've been around wrestling enough. This is professional wrestling. And I'll tell you right now, he's a great athlete. But when you compare professional wrestlers, Roman Reigns, Logan Paul, no. Hands down, Roman Reigns should walk out of Crown Jewel the champion. I don't think they're going to fly Logan Paul over to Saudi Arabia for a squash match. But... I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I mean, I, I, I think know. if you do something like that, Chris, there's going to be a lot of people, a lot of your traditional WWE fans who simply put are not going to tune into the WWE. And I'm going to give you a prime example. I will give Logan Paul credit. He's a great athlete. But I've talked to several members, even of my own family, who do not agree with some of the both inside and outside of the ring um, perspectives of one Logan Paul. And then he's talking about bringing Jake Paul over with him. Um, that's a bit, that's a big hard pass for me because I don't really care for Jake Paul that much. I, I don't, I don't really care for Logan Paul that much. However, I can deal with him because he's actually decent. I mean, athletic ability is there. I'm not going to discredit for a, for a celebrity. For a celebrity entering the ring, it was good. You know something, Chris? If you look at it from this perspective, the last couple of wrestlers that have come from outside the professional wrestling world to come into the WWE. Bad Bunny? Pat McAfee, Bad Bunny. And a lot of people thought Bad Bunny was going to fall flat on his face. And he did a real good job. And he got Logan Paul. When you sit down and look at it here, I mean, it's just one of those things where time will tell. Yep. Right now, I'm fired up. You're fired up, but you know what? We're gonna ha- we're gonna have to come. We might have to calm things down a little bit, Luke, because our guest is backstage in the green room. So, uh, all right, we can we can do this now. As you know, tonight's episode is Vegas bound, and this man has been Vegas bound many times. He's gonna have an opportunity here tonight to sit with a man with over four decades a professional wrestling experience and knowledge. A man who is a part of the St. Louis Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame, who's a part of the Midwest Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame. He has been uh, honored with the Red Bastine Friendship Award by the Cauliflower Alley Club. And now, just so I can make sure I don't make a mistake, he recently was awarded the title of a, as a member of the advisory board as the ambassador and communicator of the Cauliflower Alley Club, a man who many people have said is the St. Louis wrestling historian. And I got to tell you, it's it's an honor and a privilege once again to have on the Wrestle Talk podcast this evening. And Chris, if you go ahead and hit his intro music here, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome the promoter of FICW, Mr. Hurt. Our audio board is going crazy I hit the wrong wrong button. (laughs) Hey, that's that's one of the things in the wonderful world of pro wrestling. Sometimes things like that happen. Uh, Herb, I want to welcome you again. Welcome you back to the WrestleTalk podcast. How are you doing this evening? Fine. It's been a while, but uh, I'm always happy to come back and be part of uh, 
probably one of the greatest podcasts out there going on. You guys rock. I try to tune in every week. And thanks for those accolades. I've been called a lot worse. <laughs> but uh, that's uh, professional wrestling, as we all know it is. But uh, it's really great to join in. You guys, uh, like I said, I tune in every week. And you guys are really rocking it. Well, well thank you for that, for that Herb. Now, I got to tell you right now, and, and again, you can see here in my office, I, I try to consider myself to be uh, a historian. But I got to tell you, looking over your shoulder, and having those three individuals behind you. I mean, you've got, uh, I believe it's Sam Muchnick behind your head. You've got Larry Matisic, two men known worldwide in the St. Louis area. And you have Bruiser Brody. Now, I got to ask you, Herb, and I know we've asked this before, but when you got into professional training, your career has spanned more than four decades. Can you explain to us what brought you into the world of professional wrestling all those years ago? Well, I tell you, if I was a betting man, I would bet that my answer to that would be the same as brought you and everybody else into it as a fan. Uh, that's that's the way it was. I mean, grew up uh, in the housing projects in East St. Louis, Illinois, um, as a fan. Couldn't wait to tune into the, uh, the wrestling at the Chase program on a Wednesday night. And I know there's some viewers out there who may say Wednesday night. He's crazy. It was on Saturday and Sundays. But if you go back and do your uh, research, you'll find out that. Uh, uh, at one time, it was on Wednesday nights when Joe Gary Giola uh, started back in 1959 as the first play-by-play announcer, and I just became hooked with it. My uh, mother was a huge uh, wrestling fan, and um, uh, she was my best friend, and the wrestling kind of helped bond that uh, more than our uh, the, the mother-son. Uh, so a couple of my siblings uh, enjoyed it, but not as much as I did, and, and I'll tell you, to live that dream. So when you hear people say, hey, chase that dream, and uh, if you catch it, fine. Well, I, I feel like I was the one who caught that dream. And to this day, uh, my first match was back in 1973 when I started messing around with it. And uh, and here we are in 2023. And SICW is, is going as strong as uh, all the other promotions out there uh, are. And uh, But yeah, as a fan, typical fan. Well, well, Herb, I got to tell you right now, man, I mean, and this is going to date me a little bit. That's even before my time. I mean, when it comes down to it, you're telling a lot of, of the stories. I remember my brother and, and you very familiar with my family, both inside and outside the ring. That was the exact same kind of mentality he had when he first started getting involved in professional wrestling all those years ago. Now, my next question is this. And I want to kind of take it a little bit farther ahead. Um, I want to talk about a man who's had a lot of uh, influence on my career, your career. I know that, that Chris has had some dealings with him in the past. Uh, a man who's been also well associated with the St. Louis professional wrestling scene. And that is of course the late Tony Costa. Now, Tony did a lot in the world of professional wrestling. And, and I just got to ask you, how did you wind up getting connected? We know for many years, MMWA and SICW worked in conjunction in a lot of different avenues, but how did the original connection take place between you and Tony Costa? Uh, our promotion uh, passed. Uh, you know, over at the South Broadway Athletic Club, I was doing my SICW. And um, my first encounter with uh, Tony was, is there was some uh, posters and uh, a show that was going to be taking place at a place called Danny Bob's uh, over in Pontoon Beach, Illinois. And of course, I had talked to Tony a couple of different times on the phone, but uh, there was a rumor running around that Ric Flair and uh, a few of the other so-called uh, stars at that time was going to be a parent at Danny Bob's and 
I thought to myself, well, that that just is not possible. I, I I'm not going to buy that. But uh, so at that time, my booker and I made the trip to Danny Bob's and went in there. And of course, uh, uh, we were probably uh, the only two in there that knew that Ric Flair was not going to be there. It was actually a wrestler, and uh, but went by the name of Rick Fury. And but he, <laughs> he he came out, had the robe on, had the blonde hair, and uh, and Tony was there and. Uh, Tony and I struck up a, re, uh, a relationship, a friendship that lasted for many, many, many years. And I miss him to this day, every day, him and his wife, both Wanda, lovely people. Him and I traveled uh, from the Boot Hills of Missouri <laughs> to the uh, Indianapolis uh, area when we ran with the Bruiser. Um, I had a 1977 Lincoln Continental. And in fact, that was the car we was driving in when... Uh, he was my uh, junior heavyweight champion back then for a long time. And uh, we were in the car playing all kinds of music for his theme music. And we ended up, uh, I, I think our wives were ready to throw us out of the car because we kept playing the Alabama song. Can't keep a man down over and over all the way to Indianapolis. And, uh, and of course that was his theme song that we played for, for all those years, but no, uh, what a great individual. Um, he, uh, him and I, uh, talked business all the time. Uh, probably never disagreed on anything. Uh, had, we, we may come up with different ideas, but, uh, even after MMWA and I kind of, I stayed on the Illinois side and he was still at South Broadway because, you know, there's rumors out there that so-and-so made South Broadway and so-and-so did this. I don't care who they are. I can name them all the way back to, to the guys who were there when I first started coming over, I did their TV work all over there for over 35, 40 years, as you well know. Um, Tony Costa put that place on the map. I, I heard a podcast the other night where an individual said, oh, he walked down the stairways. Uh, Ric Flair used to walk down at South Broadway. Well, I hate to tell him Ric Flair was never in South Broadway Athletic Club. Uh, the legends didn't start coming over there until Larry Matasek and myself and Tony Costa brought people in like Baron Von Roschke and Harley Race, um, uh, people like that. Uh, the last one I brought in over there was Ron Simmons uh, uh, before Tony had passed away. But, uh, you know, it, it's funny. People have their stories to tell, and it's always to tell a story when the guy is gone, passed away, and nobody can dispute it. But they have to remember there are still people out there who are part of it and know the real story. Uh, but Tony, uh, Tony was a dear, dear friend, him and Wanda, and uh, I will never, ever forget what he done for me with, uh, with the business. Well, I got to tell you right now before I go ahead and throw things over to Chris. You know, I mean, I remember one of my first episodes in the world of professional wrestling. I had an opportunity and to sit behind yourself and um, a gentleman. There were, there were two musics that always stuck in my head. One was Can't Keep a Good Man Down, and the other one was Walk of Life by Dire Straits was the opportunity to have uh, Ed Smith make his way to the ring when it was in, inside the squared circle. The hardest, job in the, you, hardest job in the business. That is true. That is true. I've heard so many stories. I mean, again, I've heard it from, from, from Keith Smith Jr. I've heard it from Keith Smith Sr. I, I, and I had an opportunity to experience that firsthand many, many years ago. But when you talk about SICW and you talk about the MMWA, two promotions that have been around a long amount of time, who have had a lot of great matches that have taken place inside their Promotion, and I'm going to go ahead and throw things over to uh, Chris because I know he's got a lot of questions regarding 
uh, your career as well as SICW. So, Chris, I'm going to go ahead and send it over to you. Yeah, while we're, while we're reminiscing, um, let's let's talk a little bit about Burt Prentice. He recently passed away as well, and I know you had a relationship with Burt. So uh, why don't you tell us a couple of maybe a, maybe a funny story about Burt and how you got to meet with him and, and work with him? Man, if I told you all the funny stories about Bert, uh, we'd, we'd really run over your time frame for a couple <laughs> months. But uh, Bert was another dear friend in the business that uh, him and I had done. Most of our business was done over the telephone because one, I, I had so many years of traveling the road. And uh, as you get older, that gets older <laughs> also. And, uh, so it's a, it's a lot harder as you get older to sit in a car for four, three or four hours. But and... there was there was a, most like I say most of our uh, dealings was over the phone. I would book people for him, or he would send me some people up. Um, but when uh, a few years back, uh, Bert was having some health issues, and he had asked me uh, he needed some help and uh, wanted me to come down, and uh, so I, I did. He, I was doing a commissioner gimmick for him down there, and. Uh, you know, he had a great locker room, a bunch of great guys. And Bert was one that, that was a no-nonsense type guy. Um, we called him the corny in the business because he could go out and rub two nickels together and make a dime. And uh, that's just the way he was. He'd sell his mystery boxes. And uh, um, I'd see him walk out through those crowds at those high school gymnasium and sell a couple thousand dollars worth of those boxes. And they may have eight by ten pictures in them or masks and uh, action figures. But the people would buy him up. Um, he'd call me one time and Jerry Lawler was looking for a moon dog. And of course we all know moon dog Rover uh, was big hair in the St. Louis area and still is. And so I made the arrangements to send uh, our moon dog Rover down to Tennessee to reunite that feud of Jerry Lawler and the moon dog. And uh, I think the moon dog would tell you that uh, he had several matches with Jerry Lawler throughout that whole Tennessee area down there. But Bert, uh, Bert and I, like I said, uh, Great, great friend. In fact, uh, uh, I helped him put Jerry Lawler's 50th anniversary show at the Jackson Ballpark together. And um, uh, unfortunately, uh, or fortunately, I should say, everyone looked at it, his family, and he had to put it in his will that he wanted me to do his eulogy at his funeral, which him and I always had joked about that, that I wanted him to, you know, be part of mine. And I never thought it would happen that way. So, you know, sometimes when you joke about things, you got to be careful because they won't pan out the way you want them to. But, yeah, Bert, uh, Bert was in a long time. He was actually in it longer than I was. His mother used to be the uh, ticket seller uh, for Virginia at the AWA. That's kind of how he, he got in it with his uh, mom being uh, working for Virginia. Awesome. I mean, all right, so let, let's kind of bring things Let's let's bring things current up because um, I'm going to put this up here. Um, hopefully you can see it. Uh, we, you got a show coming up on the uh, the first of October at the Belclair Fairgrounds. It's your big it's your big show. It's your cage match show. Um, I don't know if you're going to do the double ring this year, um, but you got a couple of big names coming in. So uh, why don't you go ahead and talk? Tell us a little bit about this show that's coming up here on the first of October. Yeah, you know, we, we do shows every month, of course. In fact, like this month, we've had five shows uh, that we're working on. But we always do a big show in May, which is our Bruiser Brody Memorial, honoring my dear, late, great friend, uh, Frank Goodish, uh, Bruiser Brody or King Kong Brody, wherever uh, wherever he wrestled, the name may change. But, uh, you know, his wife, Barbara Goodish, a sweet lady she is, always comes in every year for that one. But then in December, we always try to, uh, or towards the end of the year, I should say, 
we always try to do a, a big one in the last few years. It's been in October. Last year, we had over 11 of the all-time greats in. And, and this year, we've kind of backed it off a little bit because we are going to have a, uh, we got just got a brand new steel cage. And, and when I talk about a steel cage, that's what it is. It's not a fence. Uh, it's actually a steel cage that will, uh, and that cage match will be, uh, the new farm devastation incorporate uh, head by a guy uh, by the name of Stephen E uh, a very controversial individual you know we ran Travis Cook out out of uh, the area I haven't seen him uh, for a while but uh, Stephen E stepped in and, and just filled that spot but uh, he's got uh, the SICW classic champion uh, one of the most diabolical uh, evil men in the business a telecon uh, and of course uh, they brought in Sheik Prater, and then just recently, uh, uh, Derek Stone has joined that organization. And for those in the wrestling business, if you say you don't know uh, Derek Stone, then you haven't been in the business that long. Or if you don't know uh, Attila Khan, you haven't been in the, uh, been watching wrestling. Sheik Prater is another uh, young man that has got a good future ahead of him. He's big. He wants to brawl. Uh, he reminds me a lot of the original Sheik. But they'll be inside that steel cage, and they're going to be taking on the faces of fear, which will be uh, uh, Haku or Ming, uh, whichever one you call him, uh, and the Barbarian. And, uh, and of course, that's going to be the main event of the night. And then uh, Psycho Sid Vicious uh, uh, is, is going to come back out and uh, make some appearances. And we're going to have a seminar that uh, afternoon at 12 o'clock with Dan the Beast Severn uh, for any of the young men and women who want to brush up on their uh, professional wrestling skills or if there's somebody out there who thinks they've got the ability to get in the business, you know, there's none, none better than Dan to be out there doing the uh, teaching of that. And then, of course, I reached back into the bag of uh, tricks and brought out uh, one half of the late Midnight Express, lover boy Dennis Condry. And uh, if you uh, haven't, if you don't remember what Dennis was all about, just go back and Google him or go on YouTube and uh that guy uh could could really uh wrestle and i'm looking forward to having uh having dennis come back in and and if i'm not mistaken you also have a show this sun saturday too as well right am i am i mistaken nope this saturday is fairmont city illinois and i'll tell you it's on fire uh, we're doing it for the uh, first responders the uh, police and fire department there we've been to fairmont city before you know and that's kind of what i think separates uh us from other organizations the repeat business i mean we go back into some of these organizations uh for you know uh, 20 years uh and help them raise funds for their non-profit organizations or 501c3s uh but fairmont city uh you know they, they told me today they've got over 400 tickets sold and that's without the walk-up already so uh um you know we got uh, a luchador match that will be taking place there uh, flash flanagan will be in action uh, kowalski uh, uh sean vincent the uh SICW ambassador for now. I don't know what's going on with him. Uh, if he <laughs> follows, I think something from this side to this side is missing all of a sudden with uh, Mr. Vincent, but, uh, but he'll be in action. Um, the, the big Texan who has just been on a, a rage here late. Um, so it's, it's going to be a great night. It's uh, at the uh, Holy um, uh, Rosary gymnasium in Fairmont city, Illinois. Uh, they've got a VIP for the spot. They said all the tables are sold out. And uh, so they're having a VIP hour for the, the sponsors of that at uh, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock. The doors are open and the bell starts at 7 o'clock. So another big night in Fairmont City, Illinois. 
Oh, this is a question that I you probably are going to relish in. Uh, what? How did it feel? What did it feel like when Travis Cook was ran out of town? Man, it was Christmas come early. Uh, <laughs> thanks to Flash Flanagan, because Flash. But of course, you know we go from one to another. Like I said, Travis gets ran out, and then all of a sudden, here comes Lucky P. Larson Esquire, uh, who is an attorney in Tennessee. I actually met him through Burt Prentice, and uh, this guy is a licensed. Uh, attorney uh but he's he's building him a force with the dogtown underground made up of uh the professionals and uh, uh kowalski uh they're the um, uh sicw uh, uh tag title champions now and uh, as you know or i don't know luke you probably would you know uh, even back in the day of sam Muchnick, tag titles uh wasn't prevalent and and so i try to fatten myself after the old school and so until a few years ago we didn't have tag titles uh, per se but i'm also uh been around long enough to know you have to kind of adapt to uh what's going on nowadays and um but this lucky p larson esquire and then you know this other guy Stephen e is from arkansas and from southern missouri working with my good friend jason jones down there at the mid-states uh wrestling um you know uh, he was up here he actually lost uh, their title on television uh, to a telecon and of course we're coming off of a big show last thursday night at the missouri athletic club where um niles Plante uh, actually uh, won that uh, mid-states title back and so he'll be taking it back down to the arkansas and southern missouri and defending it there but uh you know we had sergeant slaughter jerry lawler uh, jimmy hart the mouth of the south and cowboy bob orton was all at that show so, uh, you know, we, we try to keep the old with the new because that's what the fans seem to like, uh, you know, mix the demographics in. So, uh, Luke, you want to go ahead and uh, jump in here? Well, well Herb, I got I to throw this out here. And, again, this is the one I know we talked about. And Chris brought up the positive of, break, of running Travis Cook out of town. But I got to ask you, how in the world Thursday night? I was watching on, on social media. I've, I've, I've read some things. How did Travis Cook manage to get back? Somehow or another into SICW, I thought he was gone. That was a show that was already booked by uh, Jason Jones uh, with the, uh, uh, a telecon. And, of course, you know, in this business, you're only as good as your bond is your in your word and your your verbal agreement. Uh, believe me, uh, uh, it, it wasn't an easy task. I tried to keep him away from it, but because he had already made the agreement with uh, another promoter, um, I honored that. And... Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it's wrestling and things happen. Uh, him and I uh, didn't, didn't say a word to one another because he is that little thorn in your side or that little uh, scab on that sword. You know, he, he, just, he just bugs the hell out of me. And, uh, and I, I think a lot of people feel the same way. Uh, I know a lot just of know, And you just know he's going to turn back up at some point. Well, yeah, why wouldn't he? Because this is where the money's at. You know, let's face it. I mean, you know, and when you can have shows when you have, like I said, Sergeant Slaughter and uh, Jerry the King Lawler, and uh, and of course Jerry the King Lawler asked Curtis Wilde uh, how hard uh, Jerry Lawler still hits because he got to feel it Thursday night in the ring, and uh, but uh, or Jimmy Hart, Mouth of the South, or you know maybe they want to get in there with Psycho Sid Vicious, and you know uh, I get calls every week from uh, talent from around the country wanting to come to SICW, and I'm not bragging about that. It's just that. I've got a great locker room. Uh, we got a great fan base. Um, and as I tell people, if you think 2022 has been hot, wait until you see 2023. 
And, I, and again, it's one of those things where you sit there and you talk about professional wrestling. SICW is, is one of a handful of promotions that has that long lineage, that long tradition of professional wrestling here in the St. Louis area. Um, I do want to talk about one individual. Uh, and again, we're kind of kind of in a, that outside of the ring perspective here, but it's a man who I've had many conversations with. Chris has had many conversations with. Um, many people would say that he is, uh, well, we know he's the voice of SICW, but he's really kind of coming to his own as far as being a, a wrestling historian. I would like to get your thoughts on uh, a man, a part of SICW, Dr. Drew Avenhouse. Well, again, I don't, you haven't got enough time for me to tell you all about <laughs> Dr. Drew because uh, he is kind of the uh, spark behind uh, my knock. Uh, he's my go-to guy. Uh, does an excellent job. And of course, anytime anybody can, like me, I can sit and say that I sat underneath the learning tree of Sam Muchnick and Larry Matasek, and Drew got to do the same thing with Larry. Uh, I mean, they got to sit and call matches together. Um, uh, a lot of uh, work that Larry and I needed done, uh, Larry would say, hey, call Dr. Drew. And, you know, he's the one that gave him the name Dr. Drew. Um, and, uh, Anytime, I mean, him and I, and I'm sure Luke, I know you and him are personal friends, and uh, uh, and I consider him a, a dear, dear friend. In fact, you know, when I received the Red Bastine Award uh, in Cauliflower Alley, he's the one that, that in, did the induction of me out there. And uh, so, I mean, and then same way over at South Broadway Athletic Club when they pulled the trickery over there and inducted Tony Costa and I in the ring uh, into the Hall of Fame there at the same time. I didn't know I was going in. I thought it was just Tony. And I, I, but then after it was over with, because Drew was doing some of them late night calls that he's so good at doing, uh, <laughs> and uh, asking me some questions about, you know, hey, when I was growing up, and you know, and this and that, and and then it all came together that night when they did the little uh, trickery on me there. But no, I can't say enough, uh, Doctor Drew. Uh, he is a historian. If you want to know something, uh, if he doesn't know it, uh, give him a day or so, and he's going to find out about it. And. Um, but he, you know, he did the uh, TV uh, work for us, and he, he's still out there. Uh, and he'll be honest with you; he'll get a little uh, butterflies. And uh, when, uh, like the other night, when we had those four legends, and even though he's been around them before, uh, I think to some degree, every every one of us gets a little intimidated when you have a sergeant slaughter come in and right. telling stories. Uh, our good friend uh, Larry Nickel was uh, over there. I was able to. Uh, get him an interview with all three of them that he put out on his uh, podcast, his YouTube channel he does. And uh, I was glad to be able to do that because, you know, let's face it, what you guys are doing and these other young uh, men are doing on their podcast, and that's the, that's the, that's the longevity. That's the future. Uh, old timers like me ain't going to be around forever. And, uh, and that's why, you know, I, I told people I'm fortunate. I've got uh, all the old wrestling at uh, the chase tapes that uh, Larry had left me. I recently acquired the uh, Dick the Bruiser Library. In fact, WWE just called me today. They needed some of that footage, and so I'm working with them on that because of the, what they're doing with the Steiners. Because uh, 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 you know, one of the first titles uh, that uh, Scott won was at uh, Dick the Bruiser against the Great Wojo, and I've got that video. And uh, so, um, you know, the history out there. You know, uh, if we're not careful, what we love, our passion that we have, if we're not careful. Some of these guys are going to ruin it. And, 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 and here's the thing. There are three people, three people, me and, me and Luke know a little, quite a bit about the uh, local wrestling scene from years gone by. That's However, there are, there are three people that probably know it the best. It's probably Drew, 
Ben Simon and Patrick Grandmeyer. Those are my. Those are my. Those are that's that's three on the Mount Rushmore of wrestling historians in the St. Louis. Well, area. well, and, and when you talk about historians, you know th- those three names you just mentioned are all three. You're right. You know Ben uh, Sparky, as we call him. I don't know if you've ever heard him called Sparky before. But I did not know that was his. Is that I did not know that was his nickname. Was the nickname that Larry Matasek gave him, and um, and 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 you have to ask him about that. He'll tell you because. I get a kick out of it all the time, but he's another another great individual that you know did a lot of ring announcing. Still does, as far as I know. I haven't talked to him in a little while, but um, he'll text me every now and then and say, "Hey, what was the outcome of this? Or what about this? When did this happen?" And uh, but those are the young men that have time and they have the knowledge to know how to go out there and search that stuff and find it. And but you know, when you look around the country, there are so many. Uh, George Shire, great historian out there. You know, a guy like Scott Romer, a photographer, but still knows a lot about the business. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Scott Teal. Uh, you know, these guys who are helped write these books for these guys. Uh, uh, John Cosper. Uh, you know, these guys go out and do the research. And uh, you know, Ed Wheatley, who just recently wrote the uh, Wrestling at the Chase book, and I was so honored to, to help him with that. Uh, a uh, quick story, when they first called me and asked me if I would be interested in uh, helping write a book, I said, no, I've already did that with Larry Matasek. And they said, well, will you at least talk with the author, uh, Ed Wheatley? And so I did. And Ed impressed me with the baseball books that he, he wrote on the St. Louis Browns. And, you know, uh, we went to work and I, I provided a, a lot of the material in that book to him. Uh, and then what did it do? It ended up coming out in a documentary, uh, uh, Head Over Heels, that's on PBS Channel 9. And and hopefully for it, it wins the Emmy next year. Well, I got to tell you right now, I had an opportunity to be there live when it was uh, broadcast through PBS. And again, if you have not had a chance to see Head Over Heels, it's a great piece of of um, videography that you need to get there. And as you were talking about, Herb, we're going to kind of transition here to one more thing. And he talked about uh, books from historians like John Cosper and Bluegrass Brawlers, one of several books you can get at EatSleepWrestle.com. Uh, another one I'm personally looking forward to, Dan Murphy. Right here, and I've got to give a shout out of all people to my wife who bought this for me uh, just a few short months ago. And Dan Murphy, among others, is going to be. And uh, Chris, if you'd be so kind as to throw that graphic up, uh, this coming week, we're going to have the opportunity, yourself, myself, and countless other professional wrestling uh, personalities from throughout the world are going to be attending the Cauliflower Alley Club reunion at the Plaza Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada. Now, Herb, I've got to ask you. First question is, there are a lot of inductees this year, a lot of recipients. Is there anyone in particular? I mean, there's a laundry list of well-known wrestling personalities that are going to be receiving awards at this year's reunion. Are there any rewards, award recipients that you're really looking forward to seeing? Well, you know, you're right. The list is just endless of the talent that is going to be there. And, and before I... I answer that. I mean, if there's anybody out there who hasn't joined a worker or a fan, because you can be a fan and join the Cauliflower Alley Club for $25 a year. I feel seen. I feel seen. I have not yet joined the CAC. Shame on you. Shame on you. Shame. (laughs) But, uh, you know, as I tell people, it's kind of like a supplemental insurance policy. Uh, to be a member of the Cauliflower Alley, especially if you are a worker, you, you know, you, you fall on hard times. I, 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 I can't tell you, I wouldn't tell you if I could, but, um, so many of our men and women in the business that have fallen on hard times, because I think a lot of what the fans today may not know or 
don't even consider back in the day when these guys were on the road traveling, you know, they didn't have 401ks, they didn't have health insurance, you know, they lived from show to show basically is what it was. And as they got older, the body starts breaking down, they start having health issues. And I have seen so many uh, individuals at the Cauliflower Alley Club have stepped up to the plate and helped. Uh, that's why it's so, uh, I'm so passionate about it. That's why I promote it all the time. Um, I've got personal friends that have benefited from it. And so I tell these young uh, men and women that are out there now wanting to chase their dream that, you know, for $25 a year, it's, it's like a supplemental insurance policy. And, um, you know, become a member of it, join that brotherhood. Um, and if you can put it on your bucket list to get out to Vegas, it is such a networking um, uh, event. You're going to see people out there that you grew up with watching, and everybody is friendly. Everybody is nice. Um, you know, uh, we're back at the Plaza Hotel this year. Uh, you know, we've been at the Gold Coast for the last several years, and, um, you know, SICW always had their own little table at the TGI Friday, and there I'd walk in from the airport, and they'd have our SICW tag on the table because that's where we always – and everybody kind of congregated there. But uh, – but to get back to your question, yeah, you know, Kevin Sullivan, the Rock and Roll Express, Jerry the King Lawler, uh, JBL. Um, I mean, how do you pick uh, a top out of them? I mean, it's just uh, I'm happy for each and every one of them. Um, when I received the Red Bastine Award, um, when I got up to speak, in fact, uh, I'll never forget after I, I did my little uh, uh few moments of talking brian blair come up and said herb this was about you you gave everybody else in this room credit and i said well that's the way it should be because people like me and others we're only (laughs) foundation that those men and women built and uh, without them there is no sicw there would have been no mmwa or there would be no wrestle talk podcast because you guys wouldn't have nothing to talk about so I, I always, I never will. Sam always told me if you treat the boys right, they'll treat you right. And that's why I can pick up the phone and call a Jerry Lawler or Sergeant Slaughter and say, hey, I need you to come in. And if they're available, they're coming. I don't have to worry about, oh, well, send me my money up front or this or that. Uh, it's called respect in the business. And uh, you don't want to burn any bridges in this business because it will stay with you for many, many years. Luke, as you know, Um uh, <laughs> So, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, September 26th through the 28th, uh, be Brian Blair be there, the vice president, Rich Engling, and of course, our, my dear friend Barbara Goodish and Darla Staggs, uh, and JJ Dillon's uh, daughter Pam. JJ Dillon's going to be there. Uh, Haku. Uh, I think the last I counted, just from Mr., <laughs> I know 30 people that's making a trip out there. Uh, and it, it, it is it is on my bucket list of things. I have told Luke this many times. It's on my bucket list. He tried to get me to go this year. Things didn't things didn't quite work out that that way. But we we're going to try to shoot for maybe next year, possibly. Yeah, and it's getting bigger and better. Uh, like I said, uh, you know they're they're adjusting some things. Darla Staggs got put on the uh, board, executive board, and so you know she's from from the area here, and uh, everybody knows Darla. I mean. Uh, her first match was back in 1959 uh, when Pat O'Connor took on Dick Hutton at Keel Auditorium. In fact, I sent her a, a copy of the program from that. Uh, her, she was a little baby in her dad's arms, but he's running around <laughs> ringside with her. But uh, she does now. She has the program uh, from that match. Well, I can tell you right now, Herb. I mean, we could spend the rest of the night 
talking about the CAC and we can talk about SICW. But I got to tell you right now, personally, I've been around pro wrestling a long time. You remember the first times I had the opportunity many, many years ago. Too many that I want to admit. But uh, when it comes down to it, I mean, again, there have been several people who motivated me for years to come to the CAC. Uh, yourself and, and Dr. Drew have been two. Uh, Tom Simon, who we're going to have here in just a few minutes, was the third. Um, I also want to give a shout out here uh, to a man whose daughter has uh, received a lot of recognition in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, that being Santana Garrett, but also recognizing her father, the late TNT Kenny G. I got to tell you, Herb, this week, and Chris will tell you, I have like almost been bouncing off the walls getting ready because this is going to be a great experience. I mean, you've got people from professional wrestling at the National Wrestling Hall of Fame that are going to be there. You've got videographers who can find the hard-to-find footage. You've got wrestling writers. You've got uh, nostalgia groups. I mean, you name it. This is the one of the biggest things of the year, and i got to tell you, it's an honor and a privilege to be able to attend. It's an honor and a privilege to have you on the program here this evening. And before we let you go, I wanted to ask you, if people wanted to know more about SICW or the CAC, how would they be able to get that information? Well, since I've been uh, uh, voluntold, uh, you know, I actually took, <laughs> I took over Carl Lauer's spot uh, as basically the communicator and ambassador for CAC. And believe me, I'm getting calls every day, like I said, from around the country, from Canada. Uh, people are wanting to know about their dues, if they're paid up, and how do they go about doing that. So, uh, you know, I'm the easiest guy to find on Facebook, they tell me. I mean, a few years back, I couldn't say Facebook. Uh, and Or they can go to SICW.org uh, and reach me that way. Uh, if I don't have the answers, uh, I reach out to our vice uh, uh, president of uh, CAC, Rich Anklin, who actually came in to SICW show a couple of months ago and promoted it and you know we ended up with about 17 memberships from our show that night of course i did a thing that if the fan any fans joined that night they got to come to the rest of the year's shows for free uh so he was really happy about that and helped promote the show um you know and then also uh i mean the cac but uh, you know you got to keep in mind all these uh board members on the cac uh they don't get paid I mean, uh, they, they, they donate their time. They, they, uh, they, they're just the same as we do. They, they buy their t tickets. And, uh, so, uh, it's, it's an organization that is made up of, like I said, people who are passionate about the business. And, uh, so if anybody's got any questions about how to join, um, give me a, give me a holler. Uh, my phone number is 618-719-1034. I, I try to answer it. If I don't answer it, I'll call you back. Or like I said, SICW.org. Well, Herb, I got to tell you right now, it's an honor and a privilege to consider you a friend. I'm really looking forward to this coming week, uh, having the opportunity to be there. And I mean, again, SICW is going to be in full force. I know Dynamo Pro representatives are going to be there. There's going to be several promotions from the Kansas City area that are going to be there. And we're all going to have an opportunity to talk about the one thing that brings us together each and every week here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. And in the case of Chris, myself, and you, Herb, for the better part of four decades, that's our love for professional wrestling. And I got to tell you, if you have an opportunity, also caulifloweralleyclub.org. Make it a point to check them out. You can get information. It's $25 a year. I believe it's $300 for a lifetime membership. Is that correct, Herb, or did it go up? No, but it's going to be going up, and that's what I want to say, too. Take the advantage now because I got a feeling after this reunion, you know, there's some talk about, you know, it's like everything else, cost went up and doing business. So if you're 
on the fence of joining, you want to join now before those rates go up. And uh, the other thing before we get off here, I, just, I got one complaint. Uh, I was expecting to see Renee. And you know what? I'm going to tell you right now, as, as kind of extending the olive branch here, I have been assured from Renee the Night Owl Martinez, and I actually got it. I do have his plane flight information. He is, he does have his ticket. He does have his plane flight and he will be at the CAC Monday. And he has told me point blank that he's going to make one of the first people he sees when he gets in there. He's not even wanting to see myself and the others that are going to be rooming with me. He wants to make a beeline to you this coming week, see you in, in, in Vegas. Well, just make sure he remembers the old saying, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> that is, that is true. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's been our honor and privilege. Herb Simmons, member of the Russell Talk family. Herb, thank you for coming on the program. And for those that are going to have the opportunity, uh, we look forward to seeing you this coming Saturday in Fairmont City, next Saturday in Belleville, and, of course, this coming week, Monday through Wednesday, at the Cauliflower Alley Club reunion at the Plaza Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada. Herb, thank you for your time this evening. Thank you, gentlemen. Have a good show. And uh, your next guest, you, you couldn't have picked a better one. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Herb Simmons here on the Russell Talk podcast. And I got to tell you, Chris, if our number one wasn't great, our number two is going to be just as good because we're going to have Tom Simon here on the program in just a few minutes. Now, Chris, I got to level with you. Tonight, we are actually going to do something that we haven't had an opportunity to do in a long time. And you and I have been kind of given a job. We had an extra task dropped onto our list of things to do tonight. Things that we don't normally do in front of the camera. And that is tonight we are going to share right here on the Wrestle Talk podcast information about the next upcoming FWWC event. So if you be so kind here, we're going to have Big Daddy P, I believe, on in a couple minutes. But can you go ahead? I don't, I don't have I don't have anyone backstage right now. So. Okay, well, tell you what. Go ahead and throw up those two slides here real quick. Hold, hold on, hold on. I, gotta, I know, we're getting there. We're getting there. I'm getting two. fired up. We're going to have Don Simon well, in a few well, minutes. For, before, we, before we talk about maybe we can give uh, Dewan a little extra time to get here. Let's uh, – let me uh, – Get back there real quick, and we'll share the screen because we got because Dynamo Pro has a couple of big events coming up this weekend that we want to we want to let the uh, Wrestle Talk Podcast Universe know about. That is true. That is true. And as you see right here, this coming Friday night, Dynamo Pro Wrestling returns to the Arnold Eagles Club in Arnold, Missouri. Uh, for more information, you can make it a point as you can see down here at the bottom of the screen, ArnoldWrestling.TicketLeap.com. Back to school bash. You can also find out information at DynamoProWrestling.com. And if you enjoy Friday night or you enjoy Dynamo Pro Wrestling and you can't make it out Friday night, come out to the Concordia <laughs> Turner Gymnasium for Saturday night. I Dynamo love Pro these. Back to School Brawl Extra Credit. I love these posters. This, this <laughs> is probably the two of the best posters I've ever seen. I just, it just look, look, it's like you go from Ricky to CJ. I mean, it, it's just, I mean, how can, how can you not like that? I mean, how can you not like that? <laughs> well, I got to tell you right now, Chris, if you want more information about the tickets for Saturday night, make it a point, dynamoprowrestling.bigcartel.com. Uh, a lot of great wrestling action is going to take place this weekend. Already talked about Dynamo Pro, already talked about SICW. Uh, like I said, right now, I do know, I didn't get a chance to share this with you earlier, uh, that Dewan is hoping to be on the show, but he's probably not going to be on the show till later. 
So let's go ahead real quick and we'll throw that FWWC information up here on the screen so we can share that to all the members of the FWWC. As you're well aware, this coming Friday night, the FWWC Friday night fights will be working with the Smoky Mountain Massacre. We're going to have a matchup between the, the Saviors of Funk and the Assassin Syndicate. These are two groups that have been talked about a lot over the course of the past few weeks right here on the WrestleTalk podcast, as well as the FWWC Tonight, which you can catch every Thursday evening at 7.30 p.m. right here on this very same social media outlet. You also have the Prophets of Madness, the tag team champions, taking on the Hefty Boys. And in the main event... Um, is this a, a, a triple threat here, Chris? Like I believe this? I believe that is. Okay. I believe that, be, I believe that will be a triple threat match. All right. Well, let's see here. We've got Big T, name that I'm very familiar with when it comes to the FWWC, taking on Swag versus Chris. I got to ask you, can you go ahead and, and announce this team here because this is this is real 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 mf and g's i'm gonna say that that probably says something that i probably shouldn't say but um because i'm i'm an innocent person and i have a halo over my head at times so um, well, i can tell you right now guys uh the fwwc tom's gonna come tom's gonna come on here and say there ain't no way you have a freaking halo over your head so <laughs> well i can tell you right now uh you got those matches for this coming friday night friday night fights um for more information, make it a point to check them out on social media. You can also check out WrestleTalkPodcast.com. If you want to know more about the FWWC, the world's premier fantasy wrestling group, make it a point. Check us out, WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Also, you can check them out, FWWC tonight, every Thursday night at 730 right here on these great social media outlets. And you know what, Chris? Whether you talk about the FWWC or you talk about the WrestleTalk Podcast, we have all these great viewers who've been uh, – Staying with us here for the first hour. We've had a lot of great people come on the program. But, you know, this program doesn't exist without our great sponsors. So why don't you go ahead and, and remind us of all of our great sponsors, Chris? Oh, uh, we got Royal Mills Transportation with the CEO, Dewan Mills, Rathbun Engraving with that WrestleTalk podcast mug. Nobleman's Barber Shop, uh, Barber Lounge, Casey, Missouri. Pete the Barber. Uh, Kincaid Arcade at Oak Park Mall, Everything Combat with the uh, UFC Hall of Famer Pat Militich and Jeffrey Wilson, the I-70 Sports Media with Jeremy Carp. I know that he said that he is listening on his way back. I believe he went and uh, watched the Cleveland Browns. I apologize for that. Hulu Popeye Designs with the Russell Talk Podcast Tumblers. And it's just we talked about the FWWC, the world's premier fantasy group. So... So I guess I guess at this point of the show we will uh, uh, go on. I mean, what what do you what do you what do you think? Would you want to you let's let's uh let's roll with our second guest. Uh, he's backstage, ready to go. Uh, he's I can see he's reading something. I'm not quite sure what he's reading. I I, I, I fret to know what he's actually technically reading. But uh, <laughs> well, um, you know something, Chris. This man is no stranger to the Russell Talk podcast family. He's no stranger to you and I. When you first made your entry into the world of professional wrestling back in 97, I'm not mistaken? We don't talk about hey, that. Hey, I get you. But, I mean, again, when you made your debut in professional wrestling, who was there? Tom Simon. Tom Simon. When I made my debut, within a few months of my debut in the world of professional wrestling, back in a lot more years than 1997, Tom Simon was around. He's a man who's been around pro sports for many, many years. Had the opportunity to meet Tom hundreds, if not thousands of times. And I'll be, I'm going to tell you a true story here before we bring him on. Do you know 
that even though I'm going to see Tom Simon as a part of the Cauliflower Alley Club reunion this coming weekend, you know that I actually missed him. And for those that are familiar with the St. Louis area, there was a big festival in a town near me called Collinsville, Illinois. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You're going to tell me you live in the Collinsville. I live near Collinsville. Near Collinsville. You live, you live a stone's throw within Collinsville. True. And, and, when, you, and when you look at it, Chris, I missed Tom Simon at the Italian festival by 10 minutes. You, you, you missed. Oh, so you went to the, so you did go to the Italian festival, right? I did right? go to the Italian festival oh, okay. and I missed Tom Simon by 10 minutes. I bet you was heading to the Cardinals game. We're going to talk about that when that, I'm, I, I want to talk about true. that. I, I kind of want to talk about that first because I got one. I got a yes or no question for him to begin to begin the to begin the interview. So okay, that's cool. go ahead. Go, go, ahead and give your, go ahead and finish Look, your introduction. Okay, well, right now, ladies and gentlemen, this is a man that's been on the program several times. I think he's now getting to the point, as you kind of heard on Saturday Night Live, the Five Timers Club, the idea of being on the program so many times that. We should give him some kind of recognition. But, you know, tonight he's actually going to get his own introduction. And I'm going to tell you right now, when he hears this ring music, he has not heard this music with the two of us in the same room, so to speak, since 1997. But there is a connection with this introduction and this ring music. It's not the exact version. It's not the no, exact version. No. This is actually... Let's, let's go ahead and bring him in, and then I'm going to see if Tom remembers his St. Louis wrestling history. So go ahead, hit the introduction music for the one and only Tom Simon. It was a secret for so long. Murphy kayfabe this. Murphy kayfabe this. I said, where'd you get this music from? And he kayfabed it for years and years, and I finally found it. And I figured out who it was. And it was Kiss. It's Kiss. It's Kiss. Uh, uh, Escape uh, Castle. Escape the Castle, yes. Because yep. I, I, when I pulled it, I'm like, I couldn't pull the Kiss, the technical Kiss version of it because it's copyright infringement and shit like that. I got it. <laughs> I, I mean, okay, but we, we, we're on YouTube and Twitter and stuff like that, and they like to throw uh, copyright infringement. So Luke, I could have sent you the whole song. Uh, <laughs> All you have to do is call me or text me, Chris. <laughs> but so, no. So Luke and, and Luke, I was up there. I only stayed for a little bit. I, I was there long enough to get an Italian beef sandwich, and then I went back home. And took a nap because I had my class reunion that night, last Saturday Woo! night, Collinsville High School. I'm not going to say which class it was, but it's been a class while. Class of 2021. No, no, no. <laughs> but uh, if I if I tell you what class it is, you can backtrace 18 years, and then you know when I was born and how old I am. And I I'm never as old as. Uh, I'm, I'm twice as old as people think I am because uh, everybody at the uh, reunion thought I looked marvelous. And he, I, they said, how do you do it? And they said, never mind. We know how you do it because we follow you on Facebook. We see you at the Cardinal games. We see you doing this. We see you doing the wrestling. We see you doing 
uh, everything else. And now I have another feather in my cap. I am the play-by-play -play man for the Hot Springs, Arkansas High School Trojan football team on ESPN Arkansas 96.3. Nice. We've got a game nice. Thursday night. I've, well, I've, I've gone full circle now. I started out in high school with my former brother-in-law, Pat Gown. We, uh, we did broadcasts of the Collinsville High School basketball games in the old Fletcher Gymnasium on Vandalia. And I went from there to Eastern Illinois University, did uh, soccer, baseball, football, basketball. Um, I was involved in all of those broadcasts and did the play-by-play -play for soccer and uh, soccer and baseball all by myself because nobody else wanted to climb up into the press box with all the heavy equipment. So I took it on myself and it was, uh, hey, somebody had to do it. Right. So I got one question to ask you. Um, ask away, Big Sexy. It's good to see you, by the way. It's good to see you, too. Albert Pujols. Yes. Playing tonight. 700 or no? Yes. Absolutely. He, they, they were trying to pitch around him, but the problem is nobody in the Cardinals hit all weekend. It was, it was uh, probably the worst series that I've seen the Cardinals play all year. Uh, they're in San Diego tonight. In fact, game time's coming up in about 20 minutes. Uh, it's going to be Wainwright uh, pitching for the Cardinals tonight. And uh, I'm not sure who's pitching for San Diego. I didn't get a chance to look at the notes beforehand. But the Cardinals are looking to uh, get a little help. Milwaukee's at home uh, this week. And the Cardinals are eventually going to end up there. It would be absolutely wonderful if they could win two out of three from uh, the Padres, win two out of three from the Dodgers, and then go up to uh, Milwaukee and sweep the two-game series there and clinch the, the National League Central Division and eliminate the Milwaukee Brewers from playoff contention at the same time. That would be perfect. Well, Tom, I'm going to tell you right now, you're talking about Albert and his quest for 700. And I mean, again, I had an opportunity a couple weeks ago, as you see right now, he's showing off the St. Louis Cardinals spirit right here, wearing his St. Louis Cardinals t-shirt. But I got to ask you, how did it make you feel to see the little graphic that came out this weekend? You, you know that I'm deep down, I'm a Chicago Cubs fan. How did it make you feel? to see that the Cubs were officially mathematically eliminated from the season. Well, see, I, I saw that graphic and had to share it with 2,000 of my closest friends on Facebook. <laughs> um, I did, But I didn't post it originally. It was originally posted by Major League Baseball in on their official Facebook page. And so I figured, hey, it, if they let the cat out of the bag, I'm going to go ahead and spread the word. <laughs> well, you know, and, and Chris, I know you're, you're backstage, but I want you to come up here for a minute because you had another question here that we talked about here, and, and you had it. And I guess Chris now is going to hide. He had the question. Oh, not by the way, uh, you guys were wondering what I was reading before. It is the official newsletter of the Cauliflower Alley Club. This is the latest one. It's got Ricky and Robert on the cover, and it talks all about the uh, reunion next week. And well, some it, it, of the awardees. You know, you know, Tom, if people want to find out more, they can go to cauliflowerally.club.com. Uh, uh, cauliflower but 
but they can also read right here in the ear, the official publication of the Cauliflower Alley Club. You are correct. All and it is included in your membership. That is true. You get a one-year subscription. If you are a lifetime member, which I am, uh, I am uh, tickled to death to get this. Uh, they send it out, I think it's 10 times a year. But uh, the last one is just uh, full of things. There's a nice two-page uh, article about remembering Carl Lauer. And, you know, Carl left us last year, uh, actually in April. And uh, Carl Lauer was a, an inspector for the Missouri State Athletic Commission. And he was uh, there and was, of course, one of the owners of World League Wrestling. And World League Wrestling had their first TV taping. I rode down there with Murph. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was a three-man... Uh, Commentary team? No. Uh, I was talking about the ownership and the bookers. Uh, ah. There was, there was uh, Harley. There was uh, Carl. And there was Bill Ash. And Bill Ash was uh, noted for one thing more than anything else, and that was the boots that he made. Mm -hmm. He made he, he made wonderful boots. I still own a pair of of Bill Ash's boots. I bought them from Ricky Royal. Wow, we're going back. And for those of you that don't know who Ricky Royal is, that's a name from from the past, back in the late '90s. A man who. If you were to say when the cruiserweights and, and the light heavyweights were really all the really coming to prominence, not just in the in the major promotions, but in a lot of the local promotions, Ricky Royal was a great in-ring competitor. Had an opportunity uh, to he was a part of the Bad Boys tag team here in the St. Louis area, yep. along with Mark K. Fabe, and, yeah. and we could talk about a lot of great wrestlers that came through St. Louis. And Tom and Chris and I have had the opportunity to call many matches of all those great individuals that have come through St. Louis. Now, Tom, I got to ask you here, and we're going to talk about this here. This coming week is going to be something, and I said it earlier on with our previous guest, Herb Simmons. There were four people who consistently for years have told me, you have to go to CAC. You have to go to CAC. You had the late TNT Kenny G. You had Herb Simmons. You had... Of course, Dr. Drew Avenhouse and yourself. And I got to tell you right now, it's going to be awesome this week, not only to see all the great names and faces and people that are going to be there, but I got to tell you, like you said, the opportunity to kind of get the band back together, if you will, this coming week with yourself and myself and, and Steve Murphy and all, all the great wrestlers that have come across, not just in one promotion, but across the country. And I got to ask you, Tom, for those that don't know a lot about the CAC, what incentive, what things make the Cauliflower Alley Club so important for people to join? Well, there there are, of course, many, many reasons. Uh, I am, uh, I happen to belong to another 501c3 charitable organization uh, here in Hot Springs, Arkansas, and it's called High Impact Movement. We are uh, an after-school program for 
children who would normally not have a place to go after school. Uh, we took over the mission of the Boys and Girls Club here in Hot Springs, Arkansas, uh, about a year ago. And I was asked by the president, Amos Gray, uh, because he knew I had a, a degree in accounting and he was looking for somebody to uh, take care of the books. Uh, I happened to be substitute teaching in a class that he was uh, doing a presentation. And, he, and I mentioned that, yeah, it, 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 you know, I, there are plenty of occupations out there in the world. I've got a degree in accounting. And he looked at me and he says, son, we got to talk afterwards. <laughs> so he, not only did he talk me into joining uh, high impact movement and become a member of the board, but I'm also the uh, treasurer for the organization and enjoy it immensely. So the 501c3, if you if you know what a 501c3 is, you know what the mission is. Basically, it's a nonprofit organization, but I have seen firsthand the CAC do wonderful things for my brothers. And by my brothers, I'm talking about former wrestlers, former referees, former promoters, announcers, uh, just anyone who's been in the business for any time at all. If you're in a jam, maybe need a, 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 a you're behind in your rent and you're going to get evicted. Somebody in the a business. Pick, a, a, pick me, a, a pick me up. Yeah, just a pick me up. It's not it's not a long term sort of thing, but it's short term help. And uh, there are uh, there's a committee in the CAC. Of course, Herb mentioned Darla Staggs, and she took over as the benevolent chairman uh, this year. And it couldn't happen to a nicer person because Darla does have a huge heart, and uh, for someone like her to administer the program that they do, it really, really puts everybody at ease because every we do due diligence or they do due diligence. I don't get a vote, but they do due diligence and make sure that there isn't somebody scamming them or working <laughs> them or anything else like that. What they're trying to do is just make sure, yeah, this is legit. Blackjack Brown was, or uh, Brickhouse Brown was an example. Um, he was long into his cancer and um, just needed something to make his quality of life a little bit better. And uh, Brian Blair and the rest of the board found out about this. And, you know, everybody in the Memphis area knows who Brickhouse Brown is. But, but it's nice that they were able to help him. He even came out to the uh, reunion a couple of years ago. Uh, three years ago, and thanked everyone uh, personally for the help that he had. Unfortunately, he passed away in the year after that. But knowing that I'm a part of an organization that has that huge a heart and has a compassion to take care of your brothers, and we call each other brother in the business, uh, and we are. I mean, how long ago was it, Luke, that we started out together at Occasions? 1997-something, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah, 1997. Oh, he had his world-famous uh, auditions mm -hmm. <laughs> for anybody that wanted to be in the wrestling business. 
I show up in a wrestling shirt, black pants, black shoes, look like I used to referee basketball. But did you, you, did, you, did you used to referee basketball? I, I did. I refereed <laughs> I, here's a quick story. MG School in Belleville. It's a junior high. Yes, I've heard of it. I've been, I'm yes. The the uh, the athletic director there is was Jim Watkins. The I did I refereed all of the volleyball games, the girls' volleyball games there, and there was a particular uh, couple that sat in the stands for all of the volleyball games, and they looked so darn familiar, and it, it, it finally dawned on me when I was looking at the scorebook. You know, to verify the numbers and everything else, I saw this name in there, and the name was Madisick. Larry Madisick, Larry and Pat's daughter, was a volleyball player at MG, and that's how I got to reacquaint myself with Larry, after years of me being somewhere and him being highly involved in wrestling at the Chase. I got to re uh, reintroduce myself to him. Of course, I started in 1975 with roller derby in St. Louis. Uh, and you know something, Tom? We're going to kind of go full circle because earlier this year, Dynamo Pro Wrestling and our tribal roller derby came back together for two events. And they were very, Chris, you would agree with me, they were very well attended. Yeah, it was because you, know, it, you can kind of combine um, muckety muck from a. Uh, from the old GCW days, uh, brought, is big into the ro roller derby. He wanted to bring the things that you saw back in the day together, the wrestling, and then you saw the uh, um, roller derby right after that. So, so I started out in '75 in Keel Auditorium. I actually played Keel Auditorium a number of times uh, because I was a trackside announcer. I took Chet Copic's place. Now, Chet Kopik is very famous in Chicago, but most people in St. Louis didn't know who he was. But he had given his notice, and I got yanked in because I was sitting next to the scorekeeper. And uh, there was a, a skater there by the name of Pete Kelly. He was from Australia. They were skating. The, the Thunderbirds were skating the Kangaroos. Pete was injured, so... Uh, the management sent him out there to announce because Chet was gone. And I'm sitting there next to him, and I can see that Pete is just miserable as could be. And I've been to enough games that I know the routine, how the announcers pump up the crowd and everything else. And so I go, I, I look at Pete, and I, I said, Pete, would you like some help? Of course, you know, me being the helpful one. And he says, oh, brother. And he hands me the mic. So I start doing the announcing like every other trackside announcer in roller derby does. And the Thunderbirds had a cheer that it was just go, go, go. <coughs> and they, uh, the whole crowd, you know, you're just getting the crowd up, you know, because there were bad guys and there were good guys and the Thunderbirds were the good guys. Uh, Halftime comes along. Pete Kelly comes down and says, come with me. I go up there, Jess Adams, who was the road manager at the time for the Thunderbird, said, who the hell told you to get on my microphone? I said, look, you heard the crowd. It was crickets out there. I mean, nobody, they were all sitting on their hands. Towards the end of the half, you have to admit, the crowd is into the game now. He goes, 
uh, all right, go on back out there, but don't do it again. <laughs> so, so I finish up the game. I get back there, and, and Jess goes, so are you uh, busy next Sunday? Which was the next game at Keel. I go, well, I might be available. He says, I'll give you $25 a game and soda because you can't drink beer while you're announcing. That's crazy. Uh, so I started off like that, and then I start, they started bringing me up to Chicago uh, at the Chicago Amphitheater and the Hammond Civic Center, the Louisville Gardens. I, every weekend I did a three three-day tour. Uh, and ended up back in St. Louis. I start off in Chicago. <laughs> we'd go to Hammond, Indiana, or someplace, uh, Cincinnati Gardens, Louisville, Memphis, just someplace uh, on that Saturday night. And then Sunday, we'd be back in St. Louis again. So that's where I started my professional announcing career. And I, to this day, still uh, manage to get in the ring a few times a year. And uh, I'm full circle with the radio now uh started off with the Kayhawk games and now i'm doing trojan games and working for espn <laughs> you can't go wrong with that tom you can't go wrong with it all now i want to go ahead here real quick and we're going to kind of shift gears here um i want to talk to you about i'm going to throw three names at you okay and i kind of i kind of did something similar to this when we had our first guest herb simmons on here uh earlier this evening I know that you had uh, dealings with all three of these individuals. So I want to take just a minute to kind of give your brief, a brief statement about these three individuals and your connection. Okay. Lawrence, you talked about with Herb, longtime business associate of Herb Simmons, the late Tony Costa. Well, I didn't have as much uh, exposure with Tony. Uh, of course, every time I went over to South Broadway, he welcomed me, but I never worked for Tony uh, because you know, frankly, I was busy doing other things uh, at the time. If I wasn't doing wrestling, I was playing music uh, with the various bands that I played with. So I, yeah, but but Tony was a great guy, very sociable, welcome to be in anytime I went over to the South Broadway show. And uh, and he was just a great guy. So wait, that's something I, I have. That's something I, I have. That's something I, I have. Him. That's something I have over you is you you never worked an MMWA show and I have. Well, I didn't say I didn't work an MMWA show. <laughs> I said I've never worked for Tony. Ah. <laughs> well, we kind of got the point counterpoint there. So let's go to name number two. A name that doesn't really get shared a lot in the world of professional wrestling. And I've actually had many a conversation with Chris and I've had. Techno kid? No, Techno Kid, oh. no, we're, we're not going to study that. Okay. There, there, there's not a best of DVD of that just yet. Thank God. Yeah, there is, <laughs> but it's only five minutes long. That is true. Now, the second <laughs> game, a lot, of, a lot of wrestling fans in the St. Louis area don't know a lot about, but a lot of the historians do. The name I want to throw out here, number two, Steve Murphy. Steve Murphy, oh, otherwise known as Stick Rackman. <laughs> Steve, yeah, the master of the moon spike. I will uh, see. That's how I know Steve. Uh, Steve got me into wrestling, back into wrestling uh, with the Mississippi Valley Wrestling Alliance. Uh, every Tuesday night, uh, Mississippi Valley Wrestling Alliance, first of all, had a. They were years ahead of everybody else because they had a local cable access show. It was one hour long on Charter 
and whatever the other uh, cable company was at the time. And I'm, I'm not sure I can remember it. it. After all, it's been a few years. But we would do these uh, one-hour shows, take them to the cable company, to their master control, uh, uh, and then they would show them. Uh, we would, on Tuesday night, do all of the production work for the Mississippi Valley Wrestling Alliance TV show. Uh, it was done in Murphy's and my living room because I was rooming with Murph at the time. It was right after my first divorce. And uh, we would do all of this in the living room against the uh, sliding sliding glass door with the uh, with all of the long ceiling to floor curtains and there was a, uh, gray, a poster the gray, the, the that gray. is now posted at uh, at Murphy's on 21. The mm -hmm. poster is there. It's a it's a backdrop and it has the MDWA uh, logo on it, which by the way was designed by Tim Johns. Did mm -hmm. you know that? It was the it, it's a it was the gray background with the black lettering and the, right. the square. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, uh -huh. but it was a, like a three by four. Uh, and, yeah. and and so. Uh, Billy, Billy McGee, and uh, anybody else who was hosting. Yeah, Murphy started off hosting the show, and then uh, we got Billy involved, and he would do the backstage interviews, so to speak. And I would be, hi, uh, we would be uh, in the uh, in the back doing the engineering and doing the recordings of all the different. Uh, the different interviews and everything else. And he says, I've got to get back. I got to work back here. I can't, I can't do the mic thing and work back here too, so that we can do it pretty, uh, pretty fluid, you know, get, get everything done that we needed to get done so that we'd have the show ready in time to do, um, uh, to do the, uh, get them to the cable companies in time. Uh, but Murph, Murph and I, I, last Wednesday night, I was at Murphy's on 21. After the Cardinal game, I went down there and he and I just sat there and talked about a lot of things. And uh, Frank was there. And so he, we uh, enlightened him on some of the things that we had done over the years. And we also talked about the trip coming up because uh, Steve's going to be in Vegas. Um, I think we've been out there the same time once, uh, and I've made most of them over the last 11 or 12 years, but uh, Murph's going to be out there, and I'm really looking forward to seeing him and spending a little bit more time with a little bit less beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, like I said, I mean, again, that's the opportunity, and again, for those that don't know on the Russell Talk podcast, Steve Murphy and another individual who doesn't often – get a lot of uh, acknowledgement, but it was a very uh, integral part of my life. Those two men, okay, I'm just going to level out there, between Steve Murphy and my own brother were the two men that really brought the three of us together yeah. all those years ago. And yeah. to this day, the opportunity, we're all still involved in the world of professional wrestling, and that, that brotherhood is definitely something that we've learned to grow and enjoy and really have had an opportunity to experience the world of professional wrestling together. Now, 
I did mention one other one here, and I know we got a couple of things we got to take care of here tonight. But one other name I want to throw out there is a name that's been talked about tonight here on the program, and that is the late Burt Prentice. Yes, I also worked for Burt. Burt got me back into the business after uh, I, after we killed TCW in in Arkansas. Uh, the promoter of TCW, uh, I don't think it's any secret anymore, uh, was Matt Riviera. He uh, owned the promotion. He hired me to work the promotion. I handled ticket sales. I handled travel. I handled, you know, uh, booking the wrestlers and everything else, making sure everybody knew where they were supposed to be. Because we worked, you know, like uh, every other weekend. And we worked all over the state of Arkansas uh, from Springdale, Fort Smith, Little Rock, uh, Boonville, uh, Clarksville. There were just and and one show in Hot Springs, <laughs> but uh, you know we'd get everybody together, and there are still guys in the business now who worked for uh, Matt back then. Uh, one guy that he had brought in and brought him in on a regular basis was Matt Bourne, the original Doink the Clown, and Matt and I shared a birthday, so. Uh, while we were out on the road, we'd celebrate our birthday early and often. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was, well, you know how it is when you're on the road. You get the show done, and you you want to wind down, but you can't. <laughs> Matt had the ability to bring a lot of big stars in. I mean, by big stars, I mean guys like Shane Helms, uh, Chavo, Sonny, uh, Cat, uh, the Cat. Uh, Ernest Miller. Stacy Carter? No, 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 no. Stacy Carter. Oh, and uh, and uh, Jerry came in a few times. Lawler, uh, there were just a lot of different, uh, you know, uh, Lance Hoyt, Tim Storm was our champion for a long time, and Tim's now announcing for NWA. Proud, proud as I can be, because Tim has always had the ability to put two sentences together, and have them make sense. <laughs> Something a lot of wrestlers can't do, even today. But it is getting better. I tried to bring Adam Pierce in, but he wanted a little bit too much. But I got to see that that's the great thing. And this is what we need to get to on CAC. I knew once a year I would get to see Adam Pierce. I knew once a year I would get to see all the guys that come out there, Sergeant Slaughter. All these guys would come to CAC every year because it was the one opportunity that everybody cleared their calendar. And came up. <clears throat> WWE always bought a huge table. Most of the time, they would buy two tables. It is where I had the opportunity to meet Stone Cold Steve Austin for the first time. It was when I had the opportunity to meet Jim Ross for the first time. It was when I had the opportunity to meet Jim Ross's wife, Jan, who talked to me because Jim was talking to everybody else and she was bored in TGI Fridays. But we had, and until, God rest your soul, uh, every year we'd get together and chat because she knew it was inevitable that Jim was going to get tied up talking with everybody else. So we would talk. And the other thing that I am so proud of, at her request, every year at CAC, I get my picture taken with Ata Johnson. Now, you shaking your head yes and 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 you know who it is too? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
A lot of people don't know who Otta Johnson is until I show them the picture. But I've been able at CAC, I did the, uh, we, we would do a show on Sunday night and a show on Monday night. And this was at, at the Gold Coast. Nowadays, uh, this year at the Plaza, we cannot do a wrestling show inside the hotel. So the shows are, for all intents and purposes, canceled. There is going to be a show very close to the Plaza. And Brian Cage and a number of other wrestlers are going to be working that show. I have yet to be contacted to ring announce, but I'd love to do just one match so I can keep my string intact. <laughs> well, you know something, Tom, when again, when you're talking about that show, I had an opportunity to see the graphic for it, and an individual who's been on the program in the last few weeks, Santana Jackson's going to be on the show as well. A lot of great wrestlers are going to be there. Now, I've got to ask you this, and we know we've got the game show challenge still coming, but I want to ask you, you've been to countless CACs. You've met hundreds, if not thousands of people. I remember going back to Murphy's on 21 and seeing there was a picture of one of the first pictures that Steve took at, at CAC. It was him, and I believe it was him. I want to say it was Triple H and Michael Hayes. Probably. And that's one of those things where you get to see wrestlers from all walks of the professional wrestling world. Are there any particular awardees this year that you're really looking forward to? We talked earlier with, with Herb, and he was really looking forward to a lot of them. He did mention Kevin Sullivan. And a couple others like the Rock and the Express. Is there anyone in particular you're looking forward to? Kevin's been out there every year for the last uh, for a number of years, and he participated in the uh, in the wrestling shows too, because he is real good friends uh, with uh, a number of, of guys that that come out there and work every year. Of course, I'm going to see Ricky and Robert again, and I've worked with them with Bert. Uh, you know, Bert Prentice, God rest his soul. He kept me, put me back in into the business full swing. Uh, I was executive producer for the TV show for a number of weeks or you know months. Um, I would come over, and we would go through the footage. We would do a separate TV taping on a Sunday. We taped three shows after a Saturday night show. Sound familiar? <laughs> yeah, been there. And, and again, I had the opportunity here to be at a couple of those events. And I'm going to wait until we're done with the game show challenge because I know how, how Chris gets sometimes. I do want to share a story. The last time you and I were on an entire event together was with Bert is, I'm going to leave that story till the I, end. I know where it was, too. Mm -hmm. Well, like I said, when we, when we look at this, I mean, the PAC is going to be a great event. And if you haven't had an opportunity to join the Cauliflower Club, it's a golden opportunity to pay homage to the to the the past the present and the future of professional wrestling i mean when you sit there and you look at it wrestlers like uh, i believe madison miles is being recognized this year in the past brian pillman jr has been recognized the Santana garrett's been recognized there are uh, countless wrestlers that are starting to really make an impact in the professional wrestling world they've acknowledged wrestlers like uh they should be acknowledging conan they'll be acknowledging billy silverman They'll be acknowledging. I know. I think it was last year that they acknowledged the uh, gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Yeah, uh, or that before the pandemic. Yeah. I think that was before the pandemic. I, I, I. It was. It was a great. <laughs> I have pictures with most of them. Uh, Jacqueline is being honored this year as a woman's honoree, and uh, Tommy Rich, Wildfire Tommy Rich. Now I was down in Georgia during the time that that. Uh, uh, Georgia Championship Wrestling at 6.05 was in its heyday. And Tommy Rich was one of the guys that uh, that 
really carried it as a big baby face. I think he's much better baby face than he is a heel because uh, he's after seeing him for so many years as a baby face, it's just kind of hard to buy. <laughs> he's, just got that, him he's, got, he's got that look. He's got that baby face. <laughs> well, not as much anymore, but uh, he, <laughs> he, he and I both have gained a few pounds and we kid each other about it. Tommy Rich has worked with us at, at TCW. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to JBL because his speech is going to be probably the hit of the show. He is He can put a speech together like nobody's business. I enjoy listening to him every time he speaks, no matter where it is. And uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, you know, uh, and, of course, the President's Award honoree, uh, my friend, I've done more shows with him in the last five years than anybody else, and that's Jerry the King Lawler. I've worked for his brother, Kevin. Kevin's a promoter in uh, Memphis, and I've worked with Kevin, both as, as ring announcer and uh, as technical in backstage. But, uh, you know, I'm going to see a lot of friends that I uh, some I haven't seen in more than a couple of years uh, before COVID. But uh, Billy Silver and I worked the show together once. Uh, it was an FCW show uh, or FSW, whatever the promotion is in, in Las Vegas that uh, uh, Sin works with, Sin Bodie works with. I see him every year, you know, Kiz Arnie. Uh, I see Sin every year. You just got to see so many people out there that you either thought were dead or it's one of those, gee, I didn't know he was still in the business or gee, I didn't know he was still alive or gee, it's been a year since I've seen him and it's great to see him again. But we've had, we've had a lot of fun over the years and I'm looking forward to it again. I'm out there Sunday. I fly back Thursday, uh, football game on Friday night. And then uh, it just it goes from there. And, and Tom, I got to agree with you there. I mean, again, it's it's always seems like when the more the longer you get into professional wrestling, the more busy you get. And again, I got to tell you, one of the highlights of the whole trip, and I've told my wife, I've told my brother, I've told everybody that knows that I've been around wrestling as long as I have, is the opportunity to be able to spend quality time, hang out with you and, and Steve Murphy and all the great wrestling people that I've had, had the privilege of being with over the course of the past thirty something years mm -hmm. in the world of professional wrestling and it's going to be a great time now tom i'm a level with you here you know we're getting to that point in the show where it's time for the game show challenge okay and i'm gonna tell you right now but there are certain people in this conversation who feel extremely confident that they're going to defeat you tonight oh i'm talking overtly confident but they're going to defeat you tonight in the WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge. And three of my last four. He's he's okay. at seven. He's at seven fifty right now. Now, Luke, you know I've done the Game Show Challenge before. Mm -hmm. I was pretty successful mm -hmm. the last time I played. But I mean, I'm just gonna we'll see we'll see how it goes. Let's let's put it that way. All right. We'll tell you what, Chris. Can you go ahead and hit the music for tonight's installment of the world famous Russell Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge right here on the Russell Talk Podcast? I know where that music's from too. That's not going to be one of the questions, Tom. I know. 
can't help it that you're 70 years old. All right, ladies and gentlemen, good evening and welcome to this week's installment of the world-famous WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Tonight's contest is scheduled for the best two out of three falls. Our contestants are the one and only Tom Simon and the WrestleTalk Podcast's own Big Sexy Chris Rodell. Now, gentlemen, you know the rules. You played the game before. In a moment, I'm going to give you information about three professional wrestlers that have some kind of a common connection. As soon as you think you know who that particular individual is... You shout out your answer. First to get two out of three falls will win tonight's contest. Now, tonight's category is entitled Big Time St. Louis Edition. All of these wrestlers have made it to major promotions, but in some way or another are connected to the Gateway City. Okay. Big Sexy, are you ready? Sure, why not? Mr. Simon, are you ready? Always. All righty. Question number one. This individual is a former multi-time AWA World Heavyweight Champion. In addition to being from St. Louis, Missouri, he is known for storied rivalries with the late Vern Tom. Nick Pockwell. That is correct. One fall to nothing for Tom Simon. I actually did not realize that he was from St. Louis. That's my bad. Yeah. He was born in St. Louis, and he was a former president of the Cauliflower Alley Club. Question number two. Tom, are you ready? I am. Chris, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. This individual. <laughs> he sounds beaten, beaten already. <laughs> this individual was born and was built from St. Louis, Missouri. He was known for a storied rivalry in world-class championship wrestling with Buddy Roberts over the infamous Freebird hair cream. Name him. Bob Horton? Incorrect. You've got me. I'm not... He no, he didn't have. He was not involved in that hair cream. Are we talking? We're not talking about Bruiser Brody, are we? No. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to go ahead and, and and call time here. The answer to the question. Well, because Chris Adams wasn't. Because uh, he was the other one with Buddy Roberts in the in the feud. The correct answer, Iceman King Parsons. Oh, I forgot he was from St. Louis. Did a but little bit of little bit of research on that. Oh, no, I, I knew he was from St. Louis, but I I didn't remember him being in the uh, hair cream thing because okay. he didn't have much. That is yeah. true. Okay, let's go on to another question. We got plenty of them, and I have to thank the uh, Russell Talk Podcast media team for plenty of questions for tonight's uh, Russell Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Question number three: This individual made their start in St. Louis after leaving gateway championship wrestling. Matt Seidel. No. Has Steve gone Sharp. on. Hmm? Steve Sharp. No. Has went on to win championships in the NWA, AWA, and Shimmer. Namer. Santana Garrett. No. 
Oh, uh, Mischief. That is correct. One fall apiece. Chris comes back and wins the second fall. It's now down to the... See, that's because I, could, I couldn't stay in Gateway Championship Wrestling when it was... Herb, Herb, Herb knew it was Iceman back mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, it's time for that all and all and indecisive third fall. Chris, indecisive? Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Right. Right. It's, it's, it's indecisive. <laughs> Tom, are you ready? Are you sure yeah. there's cocoa in that cup? That is true. All right, now here we go. Third question. This individual, since leaving St. Louis, has traveled the world competing for such promotions. As Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, Matt Sido. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight's winner of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge is Big Sexy Chris Rodell. The correct answer was Matt Sidell. Nope, that's not the right one. Yeah. Right music. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind. <laughs> You were very confident tonight, and again, it took you three falls, but you he, he used Matt Seidel for every question, though. Well, well would you expect me to do nothing else? But anyway. <laughs> so, so I will tell Actually, you, I expected you to do nothing else, but like, we'll, like, we'll talk about that later. Like I, like I told, I've told Luke, I told Herb this earlier that one of my uh, bucket list items is to get out to CAC sometime. So, um, one of these years, you know, there's plenty of room, even for you, big sexy. Right. We, we we would we would love to have you out there. Uh, I will introduce you to some of the folks that I have learned, grown to know over the years. You were talking about my uh, favorites over the years. You mentioned that briefly. Uh, I have pictures with Roddy Piper. I have pictures with Jim Ross, Stone Cold, Mick Foley, and and the list just go. And Chris Christopherson. Oh wow. Did you meet him at CAC or was he just in Vegas? He was at CAC. In fact, I had to hold two front row seats for him at one of the Monday night shows. And the reason is the Warhog, Jody Christofferson, is his son. Nice. And he, yes, his son's a wrestler. And it was, it was really neat uh, to uh, get to meet him. But I was I had to hold two seats. I put friends in there and I said, now nah, at some point I'm gonna kick you out of those seats because somebody else is here and I don't know who it is. And they never tipped their hand until the promoter came out and says, Okay, they're here. And then you're like, Hey, that's Chris Christopherson. Yeah, and I uh, I was fortunate enough to uh, get a uh, picture with him. But what I'm looking forward to the most are the three women that I adore more than anything else. Every time I go to CAC, Darla Staggs, Barbara Goodish, and Pam Morrison, J.J. Dillon's daughter. And uh, I have been their per- personal chauffeur for a number of years. Uh, and hopefully we won't have too far to go this year because I'm not renting the car. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to behave You're gonna behave there in Vegas, aren't you? 
I always behave in Vegas. Okay, but <laughs> no? Luke and Renee are going to be there too for the Wrestle Talk podcast. I, I, and I'm looking forward to seeing Renee again. You know, okay. I, I I've done the uh, I've done the show a number of times, and always glad to see him. I was a little disappointed. I saw his post earlier today, and he said he was on his way to somewhere. And I'm going, well, maybe he's not going to be there. And then yeah. you, he, he's then got. He's he's been busy with his regular job, so he can get ready to go to CAC this week. That's true. Week, that's true. Next week. So I I am fortunate because I am semi-retired now, and I've only got three part-time jobs <laughs> between the racetrack and the amusement park. That and that that's another half hour in itself, and uh, doing the radio. It's uh, it's just a lot of fun, but I get to take off time when I want to, and that's what I'm doing next Sunday. Uh, flying out to Vegas, be out there through Thursday. I'm, I'm flying back on Thursday. Uh, then I have a Friday night football game on ESPN uh, Arkansas. And But we are just blessed. And uh, Luke's going to be by my side probably. Uh, I'm going to be working the uh, the hospitality table where everybody checks in and gets their name tags and things like that. Uh, I've worked there over the last couple of years, and uh, Rich Engling has uh, appreciated the help. Uh, I'm just one of the volunteers that, that goes out there. I get my chance to meet uh, all the people, but uh, still, I lend my hand when I can to uh, – Anything, anybody that needs help out there. Dan Masters has a nostalgia room. Conrad Thompson's going to be in the nostalgia room this year, and that's going to be fun because he's going to have all kinds of goodies, I'm sure. Well, you got to look at that too, Tom. I mean, there's, there's been a lot of them talking about the, the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame up in uh, Waterloo, Iowa. You've in there. Got, uh, yeah, you've got the, uh, I believe the Grappler's going to be there signing copies of his book. You're going to author yeah. of the book. Yeah, the author of the book uh, about the original Sheik. I mean, there's going to be so many cool things that are there. And you know something, Tom? I'm going to go ahead and finish up our time with a story. One of the last shows you and I were ever on. Tom calls me. I think it was the day before the event and said, hey, listen, we had a referee couldn't make it. Can you come down and referee an event for us? I'm like, okay, fine. I've refereed a few matches for Burt Prentice. And I came in. I introduced myself to everybody, as you always do. And all of a sudden, I find out. I look at, at my match assignments. And I had uh, a man by the name of the Shooter Vordell Walker. <laughs> and all I was told was you need to make sure you call it right down the middle and you better be able to get out of his way. Like, okay, whatever it is, we're good. Wardell Walker lost his match. And no sooner had he lost his match and I counted that final three, he had this look that would have gone like Superman through steel. And I literally jumped from the ring apron over it was on an old stage it almost looked like an old movie theater kind of stage i jumped over the light fixture and kept running if i could have ran out of the back of the building i probably would and, and that chased and, me and that was the last athletic thing luke roberts has ever done in my entire life. it was and it was in benton illinois at mm -hmm. the benton uh civic center uh, fraternity brother of mine from Eastern Illinois University, Bill King, was the manager there. I didn't know it when I walked in, and we had to level the ring out because it was on a slant like the chairs would go down, you know, it's like they have small concerts there, but it's a bare floor. So they had it going down. So we had to figure out how to jack one side of the ring up so that it was even, and it was a challenge all night long. 
But anyway, but it was I'm fun. Though. You guys, get your next guest on. All right, Tom. It it's Kirk, great. To, it's great. I hope to see you again. I hope to get to see you again real soon, man. We need to. We need to. Next time you're in St. Louis, let me know. I might head out to Murphy's for you. Oh, if I go to Murphy's, it's. it's ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but you gotta remember, Tom. You're once again. Every time you come to St. Louis, you're always shouting distance from Luke Roberts, and again, that's always going to be a memorable time. Tom, I'm gonna tell you right now. It's going to be a pleasure to have you on tonight. It's going to be a great experience this coming week. I look forward to seeing you in Vegas come Monday morning, come Sunday night. We're going to be able to go out there, and we're going to have a great experience. And I want to say thank you for coming on the program, and we'll, and I will see you this coming weekend. And we are steps away from Fremont Street. That uh, is true. That is true. Ladies and gentlemen. Good, have a good time at CAC, man. Thanks, guys. Appreciate Thanks, it. Tom. We'll see you soon. Once again, Tom Simon here on the program. And you know something, Chris? We have a little bit more to go. Right. Now, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna end things with a little bit of positivity. I mean Is it gonna be a powerful bit of positivity? It's gonna be a snippet of positivity. Oh, is it gonna be a snippet of honesty? Possibly. Is it gonna be a snippet of truth, perhaps? Yes. He's been patiently hanging on, listening to our interview with Tom Simon. So uh, I, I don't want to I don't want to hold him up any longer. Let's bring him on. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the one and only snippets of truth with the one and only Big Daddy. Hey. That is not the right one. Let's, I, let's go ahead and hit the right button, Chris. And gentlemen, Big Daddy P on the Russell Talk podcast. I gotta tell you, I gotta ask you, Big Daddy P, you got to hear that last interview with Tom Simon. I gotta ask you, I know that you've been making some plans now that you've been getting healthy. Is the CAC gonna be in your future, good sir? Well, I'm not sure, but he he mentioned so many names of people that we've I've like I've literally I've I probably passed him and never even knew it. So that's kind of embarrassing, first of all, because really, again, a lot of the names that he brought up has everything to do with independent wrestling. And I think that is, to me, the heartbeat of the pro wrestling industry. I mean, you can't have wrestling without independent wrestling because independent wrestling is where it all started. So it was an excellent interview, though, bro. He he started having me think about all these times and memories and meeting all these guys. And I remember one time when Scott Hall and Kevin Nash pulled up in their car, we were doing a show with them and Oh my goodness. It was like uh Cheech and Chong. I opened, they opened up the window and the smoke just billowed and hit me. And I said, okay, here we go. Buckle up. <laughs> so he brought back a lot of memories and great times and the wrestling business is just it's awesome, man. It's it, it, everything is heating up just right. I appreciate you hanging on for so long as you did. Uh, you probably sit back just listening, going, "Man, that name sounds familiar. That name sounds familiar. Oh, crap, that name sounds every every name that you probably brought up. You're like, yeah, I've had an interaction with them. Yeah, except I don't know if I could have played that game, man. Y'all are smart. Y'all got some history. I mean, you're talking about things before I was born, and I'm 51. <laughs> 
I so am. I'm like, so I'm not going to, you kind of got me nervous. I thought you were setting me up. Like you're gonna bring me in as like a guest oh, because I, there's no way. Been, I mean, that would have been so good. No, 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 no. Because what you have to understand is, is that I was into wrestling when I was a kid, into like WWF only. I didn't know any of it. Ah. It was only until 2016 when I got introduced through the Mass Saint movie, which was Roddy Piper's last film, that I got into the industry, and I got into an independent show and just. That's where Big Daddy P was born, and it just blew up from there. So, Chris, I just got it for episode four twenty-five. We need to have it set up this way: Big Daddy P, and it could. We might even have to have a three-way match: Big Daddy P versus the Maestro Jeremy Cart versus Nightmare Jones. I'm in. I'll All take right, a challenge. We gotta do some work now here, Chris. We I'll take it. Get... Listen, I'm not listen. I'll be the first one to tell you what I love about the wrestling business has nothing to do with the money, has nothing to do with the wrestling. I hate to say it. It has to do with that little 89-year-old lady who got to sit back in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s. And now in 2020, we have a privilege, 2022 now, we have a privilege and an opportunity to still entertain this lady. And to me, when I watch her and she always gets fired up and she, Big Daddy P, do something about this. So then I automatically, being the general manager, depending on which promotion I'm running, I've got to go in and, and do something because there, it's injustice. And you know me about injustice. There can't, but it's really hard in the wrestling business because I understand why wrestler, why referees miss certain things. I mean, the wrestlers distract you and they take the eyes off what's going on and whatever's going on here, you have no idea. So it's it's that's the hardest part about being a general manager. So I would be I would be remiss asking how are you feeling? How are you physically feeling? You you look like you're like, I mean, if if I didn't know any better, you weren't just weeks off of surgery, major surgery. So you look you look amazing. You know, I don't look so bad. You're right, and I got the biggest headphones in the room too. Hey, hey. <laughs> no, honestly, listen, God is faithful, okay? And yes, I'm eight weeks out of surgery. I've been in physical therapy. For some reason, I am gaining weight, which is really frustrating me because I'm walking more than I've ever walked. I do have a couple cheats in my diet that I brought in to keep me sane. You know what I mean? But overall, I'm all right, but my left leg is still a little bit um, I've got some neuropathy and it's, I've got some weakness, but my physical therapist, man, seven 30 in the morning. Good morning. Let's go. And <laughs> I'm going to need you to dial it down. I can't get up until 10 o'clock. You know what I mean? Cause I'm up till who knows what time right. because I can't sleep. Cause anyway, it's a long story, but well, uh, you know something big daddy P and I'm going to go ahead. I think Chris knows where I'm going here. Uh, when it comes down to it, there's a sounder that's here. And I hope that Chris can find it. If you're talking about positivity at 7.30 in the morning, I really think there's only there's only one thing that you really can say to go along with that. And it's not yes, 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 because I'm not a 7.30 in the morning person. Chris, that wasn't it. I thought you were going to hit that. That was Tijuana, man. That was a great night at Tijuana when I got to rap in Tijuana. 
I thought you were going to hit the no, 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 no. That's uh, that. Uh, you should, I wish you'll hear it on the recording. I don't, I don't. I don't. I don't. I can't. Go, go on. I'll, I'll look for it. All right. Now, it's hey, fine. it's gonna be twenty. Well, by the way, now. we have a we have a prayer request. Oh, we right. do. Because Kurt Gannon had arm surgery today. Yes. 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 Any, okay. Has anybody heard any updates on it? Um, um, the thing I heard right now is he had been through surgery. He's they're hoping in the next day or two he's going to start rehabilitation. Uh, it's going to be a few month process. Uh, the suplex cyclone, as many of you know, uh, Kirk Gannon was recently involved with the Control Your Narrative as well, and him having an opportunity to have this arm surgery. We oh. hope he gets back in the ring soon. And also, we did have another one to bring up to you, as Tom Simon and Herb Simmons both brought up. Uh, there are going to be a lot of people traveling over the next few days to Las Vegas as a part of the Cauliflower Alley Club reunion. Okay. Uh, many people traveling by car and by plane, and I think a couple are going by train. But we're going to have a lot of people converging on the Las Vegas area this week. So uh, that's one we might want to throw in there as well. Anything else you can uh, that you've had come across your desk, Chris? No, I have not had anything come across my desk. So, but uh, I mean, we just got we got we got to look out for everybody right now. So that is that is true. Now, I do have a message for Kurt. Just so you know, brother, you're going to feel like you're not making any progress. Okay, you're going to have good days and you're going to have bad days. But I just want you to remember that as long as you wake up, brother, you've got a day. Even if that means you sit there all day and can't do anything, there's still something you can do. So if you happen to get discouraged, you might not. But if you do, brother, the Lord is right there waiting to hear from you. You just rest in him, trust him, and know that he's going to take care of all your situations. Because, I mean, think about it. however old you are, Kurt. I don't how Does anybody know how old Kurt is? Mm. No. Uh, I, I don't know off the top of top of my head, but I know that he's still in the, the prime of his athletic career. I mean, he's one of those guys that's always in phenomenal shape. And okay, we also so- just had we also just had something come in on the uh, chat here. Uh, you can look at this. Aaron, Aaron Lawrence, one of our one of our loyal listeners, his son and uh, his son and him were involved in a uh, hit and run accident this past wow. weekend on the way to, to to a show. Oh my goodness! But Everyone's okay. Uh, he's no one was hurt. So Good. yeah, grateful that uh, I, I just saw the uh, look. I like it, man. That's a really cool uh, little feature there you got. <laughs> hey, I love this got, podcast. We, we got we got we got skills around here. So so big daddy P. How about you know what we're gonna send out this week in the Wrestle Talk podcast. Usually you're on a little bit earlier, but you know what you're gonna send us out in great in great sign. So give us a few snippets of truth and just. Let, let the Wrestle Talk podcast uh, family know what we need to what we need to know. Just chill out, no matter how crazy things get, especially now during election time. If you just set aside the election and keep focused on whatever God has called you to do, I would strongly suggest it because what we see on television isn't the way the Bible says things are going to be. The Bible says we need to be waiting for Christ to return. That's what we need to be doing. We shouldn't be sitting there predicting, well, it's today, it's tomorrow. We don't know. But what we do know is there are people around us right now who are hurting. It ain't about religion, man. It's about love. 
love one another, love one another, love one another, love one another. Over and over, the scriptures tell us that in times of difficulty, encourage one another with these words. So my snippet of truth tonight is that no matter what, no matter what it is that you have going on, I don't care what the situation is, financially, physically, maritally, work-wise, whatever it is, give it to him. Trust him. Because what you've been doing might not be working. And if you're looking for an answer, go to the creator. He's the one that's got you in that position to begin with. I don't know about you guys, but anytime I've had some of the serious traumas in my life, I can look back and I can see where God used that situation to help mature me and to prepare me for what's coming down the road. So be patient. Trust in the Lord today if you haven't done it. It doesn't cost anything. It's a free gift. It's very simple. It requires faith. That means that you heard what Christ did for you, that he died for you. That's a sacrifice on your behalf. All you have to do after hearing it, it says, is to understand it and believe it. Well, if you understand that you can't pay the price and he did, there's nothing to understand. That's what makes it good news. There's too many people talking about going to hell. Let me tell you something. God doesn't send anybody to hell. He doesn't. He gives them an opportunity to go to heaven. They either accept it or reject it, and you have that choice today. But we do have the prayers also, so that's my snippet of truth. Um, uh, was there any other pr uh, prayers on the besides Aaron Lawrence here? Uh, I don't see that's, the, that's the only one I have. Return and traveling for this weekend, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Father God, thank you so much for this opportunity that we have to come before you. Thank you for the Wrestle Talk podcast for their humility, for their willingness to put this on the air, to let people know that not only God is real, but he's faithful. And Father, we bring to you right now Kurt Gannon and his surgery. We know he had it today. We just pray that you strengthen him, that you give him patience during times like this, that you build him up and encourage him and let him know that it's the future that's bright, that the past, this surgery might fix what's been really going on which is exactly what you did in my case. I've got a great back now. It's not going anywhere. It's titanium. But everything else now I got to take care of. So I just pray, I also pray for myself, which I only do that privately. I don't normally do that publicly. But I also want to pray, Father, for Aaron Lawrence and for their situation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you that you saved them, that they could hear the good news today, that they could come on here and testify via the chat about all the wonderful things that you do, especially in the world today, because we have all these people, Father, that are trying to say, we don't need God. We don't need God. We don't need God. But Lord, we do need you. And you tell us all we have to do is humble ourselves and you'll heal our land. Yet we wonder why this land is not healed, because we have a large portion of believers who have not humbled themselves because they believe that they're in control. And Father, you even said with your own words, forgive them for they do not know what they do, but we do. So because we do, we thank you for this opportunity. Father, there are going to be a lot of people traveling this weekend. I just pray that you give them journey mercies. We don't know what's going to happen, but we know that you do. As I always say, I don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future. Thank you so much for Wrestle Talk. Thank you so much for everyone who's a part of it, Father, and those that maybe are on the, the back just listening, and they're just curious, and they're wondering why, they're, why they were stuck listening to this. It's because God wants to give you a hearing today, and he loves you, and he just wants you to know that he's there. 
Father, thank you so much for all that you do. And we love you. Thank you for the wrestling business. We also want to pray, Father, for the October 15th, 15th show with Enzo in uh, Tallahoma. And I know we're just putting that show together now, but I thank you for this wonderful opportunity to bring two promotions together. I love it. You're bringing all these promotions together. Unity, bringing together. Nothing makes me happier in this business than to see people come together with one goal, and that's a passion and love for this wrestling business. And Father, we know that you're, you created it. You're the maker of it. So thank you. We love you so much. I just thank you that I'm alive and that you continue to carry me each and every day. We love you, and we ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. Well, look, did you want to say You look like you wanted to say something. Well, I can tell you right now, first of all, Big Daddy P, I want to say thank you. You waited so long tonight. We had a lot of things kind of going here and there and everywhere. But one of the standards of the WrestleTalk podcast is always the snippets of truth with Big Daddy P. Big Daddy, thank you for coming on the program tonight and sharing the snippets of truth with all of the viewers of the WrestleTalk podcast. And I'm going to tell you right now, next week is going to be a very busy week. You're going to have Renee and I. We're going to be out in Las Vegas. We're going to be sharing lots of information, lots of special pieces of Russell Talk Podcast exclusive content from the CAC. We're going to have people here, and one thing we maybe, know for sure is maybe, you will be here each maybe, year. Maybe, maybe Big Daddy P, we should have prayed for Las Vegas with Luke and Renee going out there. I mean, I just I don't, I don't know. So, Well, ult- ultimately, uh, since you guys are going out there, uh, have an In-N-Out burger on me. Where's the nearest Portillo's? No, that wasn't Ooh. in Vegas, that was in California, right? There was no Portillos in. Ooh. Enjoy, man. We for, listen, Jamie and I for our for our honeymoon two years ago. We went to L.A. We went. All, we flew into Vegas, and we had such an amazing time. I had no idea how much fun we were going to have. And we're not gamblers. I think I gambled ten dollars and what doubled it, and then lost it, and said, "This is not for us," and we walked away. But it was just great because I could smoke cigars, and, and that was that was during COVID. So you didn't have to wear a mask as long as you were smoking something. So mm-hmm. I just made sure I was always smoking something. And I yeah. never had to wear a mask or drinking water. I just kept, oh, sir, you need to, and I showed him a water cup. Oh, they, <coughs> so. It just shows you the condition of the world we're in. But be hopeful, guys, because if yesterday is history, which it is, and tomorrow is a mystery, which it is, what's today? It's a gift. And we should treat it as such. It's a present. Woo! Y'all got me fired Big, up today. Big Daddy P, I want to pre- I thank you for waiting around so long and, and hanging out with us, giving us those snippets of truth. Uh, and and we will see you. Ne- I will see you ne- next week. Busy, busy doing nothing. That's that's how I that's how I feel sometimes. So, <laughs> dude, there was a fourteen week period that I was literally on my back doing nothing <laughs> and wondering how long do I have to get here. And, and, and if I do any live video, why does my face look so fat? It's because I'm scrunched. I'm so glad we're past that. Yes, I, I'm glad to. I'm glad to. You're looking good. You're sounding good. And you're, you're, you're spreading the word. So, hey, Big Daddy P, we will, we will see you again. We'll, we'll hopefully get to see you next week with more snippets of truth. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Love you. Have a good Thank one. Stay Daddy safe. Till next. All right, ladies and gentlemen, great show. I got awesome. to say it simply put, Chris, we're going to have an opportunity again. If you haven't joined the CAC, if you haven't joined the Cauliflower Alley Club, what's stopping you? 
Are you, are, you, are, you, are you talking to me or are you talking, I'm talking to, to anybody who's been watching the program? Oh, okay. When you have people like Herb Simmons, you have people like Tom Simon. And again, you go look at some of the names that are going to be recognized this weekend. And actually, I'm going to go ahead and look here, do a little bit of research. I mean, I can go pretty much all the names that were here. When you got Jerry Lawler, JBL, Conan, Kevin Sullivan, uh, the Rock and Roll Express, Tommy Rich, uh, let's see here, Billy Silverman, Madison Miles, Steve Johnson, Jacqueline. Um, I mean, from, from top to bottom. And also, not only just the honorees, but you also have the opportunity on Tuesday night, the event's going to be emceed by WWE Hall of Famer, the Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. The event Wednesday night is going to be emceed by Medusa and our good friend John Arezzi. I mean, where else can you go and experience professional wrestling and the way that you can at the Cauliflower Alley Club reunion. And again, make sure you follow us on social media because you're going to get exclusive content all through the CAC event showing the Night Owl is going to be out there. I'm going to be out there. It's going to be a great time. And you know what allows us to be able to bring all that great content is the viewers and the sponsors. And one more time, we want to thank the great sponsors. Royal Mills Transportation. If you get an opportunity in KC and you need wheels, Royal Mills Transportation is the one to call. Rathbun Engraving, home of the Russell Talk Podcast mug, $20 each. Make it a point to check us out and get one of those. Noble Men's Barber Lounge, Kansas City, Astro Pete the Barber. Kincaid Arcade at the Oak Park Mall. Everything Combat, Pat Militich, Jay Hollywood. Great program to listen to. Our good friends over at Interstate 70 Sports Media with the maestro Jeremy Carp. Little Popeye Design. Signs, the piece tumblers. If you want to purchase one of those, make it a point to get a hold of any member of the Russell Talk podcast or catch us up on social media. And of course, the FWWC. Chris, I got to tell you, two and a half hours of pro wrestling talk. And right now, as a reminder, this Thursday, 7 30, FWWC tonight, right here on all these great social media outlets. Next Tuesday, we're going to be back here. Russell Talk podcast hitting the road this week bringing all of our great viewers, all of our great sponsors, everybody bringing great content each and every week. I, I, and again, I, you all remember too, if you're in the, in the St. Louis area, you've got Dynamo Pro Wrestling, two events this Friday in Arnold, this Saturday at Concordia, and you also have SICW this Saturday in Fairmont City, Illinois. I mean, again, when it comes down to it, pro wrestling, local, national, international levels, when it comes down to it, the Wrestle Talk podcast has you covered each and every week. I think we're pretty much done for this I week. I think we're good. I will see we. I will see you some on online with the uh, CAC, and I will probably be here next week with with someone with some with two great guests, and maybe you and Renee can pop in from the CAC live from the CAC. That very well could be done, ladies and gentlemen. Again, that's our episode Vegas Bound. This is Luke Roberts. And this is Chris Rodell, Big Sexy. We will see you next week for episode 413.